Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 63. In this episode, my friends and I start off by talking about a Christian response to the idea of Pride Month, but eventually it winds up being a conversation about church discipline and churches standing in solidarity with each other when it comes to their responses to these and a lot of other topics. So uh, if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Hey, how hey. was your Father's Day? <laughs> it was great. I met a Latvian. The end. Wow. Cool, but not Wait. wow. That was a great they're, story. They're from Latvia? or they're they're from No, they're obviously from Montana. Okay. And Obvious. I said a Latvian, and you said they. Well, it's just a another conspiracy. Pronouns. There you go. Also, uh, but a Latvian that lives in Montana? or We just fit 25 seconds worth of banter. Or, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes into 25 seconds. Anyway. Really good. We're efficient. <laughs> my Father's Day was good. I spent it with my father. Yeah. I There were missionaries at his house that were born in Montana and serve in Latvia now. The end. Now I think the real question is, why weren't they back in Montana? <laughs> they or, were, more importantly, Latvia. Well, I figured they I just were want to know visiting. why Latvia. Visiting. Uh, why male models? Because people are there and people need to hear the gospel, Eric. It's That's like actually four people, the point. It's four people and a lot of Dude, reindeer. do you know so, how many people live in Latvia? Yeah, four people and a lot of reindeer. <laughs> and one rascally Russian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a okay, hang on. I'm just thinking, oh, you rascally Russian. Okay. I feel like Eric's I'll developed an entire backstory <laughs> for Latvia right I, now. Uh, I, I want us to guess what the population of Latvia is. Okay, um, two point eight million. We're doing googling the answer. none of these prices right rules. Like just, we gotta, say, but you got to guess before you. Yeah. Before you oh, I think it's true, fifteen. True. No, twenty. <laughs> can I look twelve million? No, Sorry, look twelve million. million. Okay, no, I want to say look a, at a number. Map and see where Latvia is and size you don't wise know. to go. Uh, with I'm gonna no, say, no, you just got. You I'm gotta gonna guess. say one and a half million. One and a half million. Yeah. Okay, he says twelve million. Go ahead. Ah, uh, so you have a range. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna go 25. 25 million. Dan R. 14 million. My guess is still I'm gonna say. My guess is still smaller than the New York metro area. I'm gonna say six million. Not just because I'm splitting the difference. Like that actually, that probably would have been my guess. Population of Latvia I mean, I like in three, oh. two, one. 2.795 million. Price is right rules, oh, wow, baby. That is yeah, he got it. But you said no price no, is right rules. <laughs> also, then I would have gone over and I would be disqualified. Exactly. You're thinking of prices wrong. Mm. The price is wrong. Is it declining? Well, yeah, no, I just, uh, I looked it up and Google's immediate response was that 2.795 million in 2020. I was like, well, what's the current population? And it's 1.845. I was like, million. Whoa. I was like, oof, COVID. I mean... Or, and probably a lot of people fleeing because it's... The war. Yeah. I mean, it's... Wow, so Russia I was adjacent. really close. If it's one point something, I said 1.5. Man, it, it four is... Four people <clears throat> and one rascally Russia. It is though. shocking, though, because it's like you look at the size of some countries and it's like they, they have way more I would have loved to that. have looked at the size of Latvia. Well, if you were a cultured person, you'd know roughly the size of I'm sorry, of I don't know the Latvia. historical significance of Latvia. I just and it's okay. four citizens and one invasive Russian yeah. who just so happens to be ornery. As long as you know where Eritrea is. Yeah, absolutely. That exactly. place is important. 
Exactly. That's, a, that's, that's where, like, Camelot existed. Is that a country? It's true, because... It's a country. <laughs> if you listen to the, the, back, the Black Israelites... In Spain? Yeah. Is it, where the original... Is it, is it inside Arizona? of yeah. Spain? No, is huh. it near Spain? Uh, yeah. Galactically, yes. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you zoom out all the way. So, <laughs> so does it's like sol- a couple inches. Speaking of like, so does the solar system actually like move around the Milky Way? Yeah, it does. I just learned that today. Wait, wait, hold on. Because you're going to blow them. What do you mean it's moving around the Milky Way? So, like it spins? <laughs> <laughs> and it's around the Milky Way. So if, like if you think of the center of the, of the Milky Way galaxy, yeah. it's a uh, supermassive black hole. The position of the of our solar We're system rotating around that rotates around that, just like the Earth rotates around the sun. So it's a delicate thing. So we're not speed? doing this. We're doing at what this. speed? Yeah, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that interview with the kid? Where it's like a go-kart race, and it's like a seven-year-old kid, and the interviewer is like, "How fast do you think you're going?" He's like, "Oh, probably like 40. <laughs> she goes, "Wow, forty what? Speed." <laughs> <laughs> It just says speed. I don't know if I'm doing uh, the exact thing right, but it's something like it would. We would make a loop every like I think like ten or twenty million. I was gonna years. say it's it's definitely it's that slow. Wow. It's not like it's fast. not fast. <laughs> it's slow. Like, it's not it's like fast. the slowest thing you can do. Just like <laughs> yeah, but how fast are we going? Yeah, it's how, probably what's the pretty distance fast. Recovering. One I mean, yeah, the thing is, if you measure it in <laughs> miles per hour, yeah. which a mile in an hour, when you think of the galaxy, it's like, those mean nothing, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure we're measuring no it in the in space. So hundreds not of thousands. I was going to say a cubit of galactic. You know, the guy from... <laughs> the guy Galactus. from Galactus. <laughs> Galactus. So like one of his hand lengths. Like That'd be a two span. Of those. Right? Isn't a cubit from the elbow? A cubit, yeah. I thought a cubit was the tip of the middle finger to the tip of the elbow. Oh, you know what? You might be right. And then span is your hand. I thought I always thought span was here. Uh, span is from the thumb to the middle finger. Yeah, I think you're right. Cubit. So, which is totally like a useless way to measure things. No. And it's like, no. you know, a different person's span. You know, if you're measuring out fabric. I mean, they may do. The pyramid blocks are about like you can barely fit in, like two sheets of paper between them. They use the metric system. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just the same guy. And then there was... <laughs> he was a really old guy. <laughs> I was just like, they mummified and just kept his hand. Yeah. <laughs> when he died, they just cut his hand off. <laughs> Do you have the ruler? Got it. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that could fit... I don't know how, but that would fit perfectly at bringing the conversation back around to why male models. You know? <laughs> Do you get that? Yes. Yeah, because the guy had his hand preserved. Yeah, this guy never will. (laughs) (laughs) I just rewatched that movie with David. It was his first time watching it. Oh, and I gotta say, uh, it is. I think it's a lot funnier remembering that movie (laughs) and quoting it because it it's like compared to so much comedy today. Mm -hmm. Movies from even I think that movie was from like two thousand one. They're so slow, man. Mm -hmm. Like the pacing is so incredibly slow. Movies from way back when. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying, like, you know, the density that, of jokes? That was a shootout. That, yeah, I mean, if, if you watch Community, or if you watch, like, Arrested Development or something, like, one joke has barely finished being, you know, punchlined before you're already halfway through the next joke. And then you go back, and it's like you watch Zoolander, and there are a lot of great quotes from it, but they take a long time to, to pay off. And here I am, 
giggling because I'm anticipating the thing that, oh, they're just about to say this. And it's like another 40 seconds before they say the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, That's anyway. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, such as say la vie. Mm. Say la vie. Such as say la vie. As they say in Eritrea. In Eritrea. Hey, did I ask I, how everyone's Iberia? doing? Yeah. Did I didn't we answer where we, we asked you oh, how your Father's Day was. Oh, was and I said yeah. it was last. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was all about you. <laughs> wow. Selfish. How was your Father's Day, Miguel? Good. Good. I uh... great. And yours? <laughs> Tell me. No, I just I served at church, came down to this place, and hung out with my in-laws. Went back home and had a family movie night. Dang, got nice. the kids in bed. What like movie did you watch? The. Uh, which I was going to ask. Rangers, uh, movie. Yeah. One of the best theme songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is one of the best. DuckTales. Uh, Probably beats it out a little ooh. bit, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say, I don't know those theme songs. Because you didn't we didn't have Disney Channel. We had... We had like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, but you oh, know how have... you yeah, know how originally you didn't also get Disney Channel with that. You had to pay extra. That's for right. Disney that's Channel. right. That's right. I remember that. And we you did not have VHS that kind of money. Your your mom didn't film that's very the rest of the Rangers and mail it to you. The little VHS. The VHS <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Yeah, like rent for money. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then you put it in the car, and it reminds it. <laughs> the old '57 Chevy. Uh, oh no! I had like a Lamborghini, <clears throat> but then I grew up and I was like, "You had one of those like This is a sin <laughs> to own a Lamborghini Rewinder. If you had one of the rewinders. That's too lavish. We just used the V the VCR. Yeah, we eventually got a. You had a VCR. It just keeps going. Did like, you just look Hang at on, the you had a house. The individual. <laughs> I buy the VHSs films. and I just run them really, really quickly across my eyeballs and blink Whoa. at like a very specific rate. Am I hearing that there was like an apparatus that specifically rewound yeah. VHS? Yeah. yeah. It's called you take a rewinder. The VHS. Why? Why? Because it was so, a lot faster. Oh, yeah, yeah. How were you going to watch? It was like 16 watch? RPMs. That's that's a, that sounds terrible. How are you going to watch know that Titanic <laughs> Disc <laughs> 2 if you are so, or VHS 2, this, if you are so busy rewinding Titanic VHS 1? Can't you rewind the model at the end? VHS no. So because if you, you take time to rewind it, you... <laughs> they made it. We don't know. do it right now. Or else we're not going to do or, it. So you never, you never had a rewinder? No. no. I, I never had it either. Wow. No, I knew that as long as you turn the signal off. Yeah. Instead of play it and rewind it, right? Then it goes a lot faster. <clears throat> yeah. But if you watch oh, it as it's right, being right, around, right, then it would go straight. Yeah, but they did again, have those two. VHS they did actually have hand rewinders, movies. though. You remember that? It was like it was almost like a car window thing, and yeah. you could put oh. it in and turn it, and it would rewind it pretty quickly. Is oh, that no. for before the days when VHSs existed? Yeah, exactly. And again, <laughs> that was the VHS. They only went or the but VHS the players. <laughs> they only went forward. Like what had to be invented. It's like they invented the car before they invented gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> they just had to wait. We need somebody to run this. Quick, invent it. Sure, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Internal combustion. Yeah. Uh, Dan, how was your ones? Father's Day? It was great. Yeah, on, uh, I set up the church on Sunday, so we did you know, the, the classic breakfast in bed on Saturday morning. and Got my homemade card and got to Yo. snuggle with my wife and son. Yo. It's a good, 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 solid American tradition that I don't know if it started in America or if that many people do it, but we always did it in my family. So. I think fatherhood started in England. Yeah, yeah. But it was popularized by the Americans in Eritrea. In Eritrea, that's 
I wish well, I had never brought right. that country up. <laughs> it is uh, one of the least safe countries for Christians. I think it's right beneath North Korea. It's like North Korea is the very first, and then Eritrea is the second. Oh. So. And it is located? In Africa, right next to the real country of Djibouti. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, everybody know. knows that one. Yeah. yeah. can't not know that one. Yep. Oh, I thought it was a city, though. Eritrea? No, Djibouti. It's a very small country. Okay. It's like the size of, I want to say, maybe Osceola County. I'm probably way off. Yeah, you're way off. For sure. It's smaller than Latvia, though. Oh, yeah. Huge missed opportunity. It's maybe like a third of a Latvia. <laughs> Huge missed opportunity. About how big someone's butt is. You should have said, is. like, it's about the size of Djibouti. Yeah. <laughs> of Djibouti. Well, I'm not 12, it's about the size so... Of... Her but our listeners uh, are. And they would appreciate it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Miguel has a an icebreaker for us. I don't uh, know if icebreaker is the right word. <laughs> yeah, we've already broken the ice. Everybody, hold on. Is that how we're gonna start? When you meet new people, is that the type of question you ask them? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, where are you from? And this oh, question: uh, What are your thoughts on the "not my place to judge" statement of? Christianity, where we are obviously told the answer. Oh, but you gotta like. Oh, okay. So set up the okay. scenario. No, I, I wasn't sure. So, so there was a Reddit post, um, in the marriage subreddit where the poster says, uh, "My wife and I are Bible believing Christians, <clears throat> and my wife wants to go to a pride rally, and I disagree with uh, her wanting to go, um, and I said, uh, you know." Uh, you know, we shouldn't go because homosexuality is a sin, to which my wife said, uh, I'm not supposed to judge others. Uh, thoughts, essentially. Was so define Bible-believing. I only know what the poster said. Mm-hmm. They are Bible-believing Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume Sunday every... Or church every Sunday. Someone said Sunday every uh, church yeah, day. Um, <laughs> if you go to church every Sunday, you definitely believe the Bible. No, but I mean... That's a here. Good, here I sit judging. Good general with my judgment. Mm. Um, but I mean, that's, a, that's <clears> about <throat> all they went into in depth of their. Uh, b- I mean, belief. Of you didn't check like, to see if they responded to any of the posts with some more clarification. I went very shallowly in where mm. I heard I knew mm-hmm. the right answer, and then uh, I got to. Some, I knew the right answer, and then I got to some questionably wrong answers and I was like, and this is just hit the point of sad and I exited the conversation okay so is the question should Christians attend pride rallies my my question was just like what are your thoughts on and I'll be honest like I've I've thrown <clears> that answer out on a couple things before even on this podcast um, but I would be happy to defend my answer versus her answer in this where it's just Hey, uh, this is bad. We're called not to judge, so I'm going to partake in it. Mm. And I do feel like that is an often used argument uh, by especially non-believers, but even by some people who would profess Christ. So are we called, are we commanded to judge, or are we commanded not to judge? Well, we're never hitting a lot of things here. Yeah. Wait, which one? Which one is it? Uh, and the answer is not to judge both 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 well, right first corinthians 5 matthew 5 well is that something to elders or just the common christian 
Ooh. You're very Ooh. Ooh. See you next time. <laughs> Remember when we thought this was going to be about one thing and then it turned into yeah. a conversation about church elders? Like a lot of things. Uh, well, I wanted to ask, why was she saying that she wanted to go to the Pride um, Parade, right? Rally, Festivities? I, yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't mm. a, a rights issue. It was a celebration, like a Pride mm. celebration. So mm-hmm. parade, rally, um... So, it, it, her argument was... Not uh, my place to judge. Well, not my place to judge, and uh, LGBTQ is a marginalized people, and as Christians, we are to stand uh, and support marginalized people. But there's a lot of marginalized people Ooh, that we man. shouldn't support. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So that's, it's hard to be like... I know what the right answer is. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, like... <laughs> That's, it's, it's always it's always scary because we're like we have to support marginalized people always so anyone that's marginalized has to be supported. Define marginalized. You know, if you different have... than butter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no! That took me a minute. <laughs> In celebration of so uh, Father's Day, dad jokes. That's gonna be great. <laughs> this is just uh, a yeah, but, no, ser- dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, define marginalized. Okay, seriously. He says seriously. Guys. So. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> I love that I've developed this habit of whenever Travis asks, like, to find some, like, okay, waiting for Eric to do it. Like, it's always like, all right, Eric, go for it. Eric's going like, to go first, and then I'm going to decide why I'm, I'm upset like... him. <laughs> uh, I can. Uh, marginalized. Um, someone in their uh, specific context, society, culture, that are pushed. Well, I want to say pushed. To the mean, outside one To the market. Yeah, it's like, then I'm just giving you mar- <laughs> That's the like, red marginalized. Line. But like, um, an ostracized or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, they're, they're, whatever reason it is that they're being casted out or kind of shunned is uh, taboo. And okay. so they're breaking some sort of cultural mm. norm. Okay. So can we think of people who should be marginalized or behaviors that should be marginalized? Uh People who no, never mind. Well, I'm gonna say it. I don't care. I'm not being so super serious. But like, no, wait. Like, like felons. Like, what do you mean by marginalized? Ooh, just, just... I, if only I had just asked that question. <laughs> well, but you agree with what uh, I'm saying? Let's say, according yeah. to your definition, are there people who should be marginalized? I don't think that there is a mm-hmm. cultural taboo that someone should be marginalized for Ooh, if, if they okay. are marginalized. Wait, pay attention to your own definition. That's that's yeah. a good distinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say if it's um, a objective mm. moral standard by which they're breaking, then, yeah, I mean, I, I would say there probably are instances where it would benefit the people by pushing them out. So, like a prison. Like, I, I think that's what you were... Did you Kinda, say prison? I said like felons. Like yeah. felons. Are felons marginalized? Um, well, I mean, they are they put to get aside, pushed out of but, society. Uh, agreed. Well, we have to talk about prison reform at some point. Uh, okay, we're getting we we're not? getting really deep into the weeds. No, we, we have not. not. We oh. since like episode two, we've, we've been talked about okay. how we need to do an episode on that. Yeah, I, that is an episode I'd like to do a little bit of homework on first, just because oh, I'd yeah. like to have some numbers. Sure. Um, okay, so we're getting kind of. I wasn't trying to get us lost in the weeds. But, um, yeah, so, so kind of to return to form, the, the question was whether, go ahead. No, uh, I mean, I think you might be able to summarize it better than I, but, um, just 
the laziness of oh it's or or the shallowness of theology when it's uh, I'm called not to judge mm-hmm. even though it's like well take two minutes yeah and a Bible and figure out where you should land well, it's like topic. and and also what does judge mean because right. it's like we see the command not to judge Matthew, Matthew chapter five judge not. Right. If whatever measuring stick you use to judge other people, that measuring stick is going to be used against you one day. Okay, mm-hmm. that's Jesus speaking. So mm-hmm. I can't I can't really critique that, right? It's mm-hmm. like that's that's a if I accept the validity of Scripture and the deity of Christ, then I have to say, yeah, okay, that is a hundred percent fair claim. Okay, and then First Corinthians five, uh, you have a group of people who are apparently refraining from, let's say, judging. Let's you you know. New Testament uses the same word, at least in the English translations. I actually don't know about the Greek. Um, but it, it talks about, look, do you not understand that you're, you need to judge in these circumstances? You have a guy at your church who's sleeping with his stepmom, and that's inappropriate. And you need to, like, sexual immor- immorality shouldn't even be named among you. And so for the sake of the, the purity of the bride and for the sake of the, the saving of the soul of this brother, you need to put him out from you. And, okay, that, that putting out, that is a marginalization let's say it's like mm-hmm. if you're saying we're we're uh separating this person who's claiming to be a, a brother in christ um and we're pushing him out of the church uh because of some heinous behavior that he's um unrepentantly engaged in uh it's like okay so it, it is it is fair and actually not just fair it's needed and appropriate um to to set this person outside of our group okay so then that has to do with christian people claiming to be christians around other people claiming to be christians right okay now we live in a non-christian society um i know there's a whole conversation that can be had about that but it's like no our our society at large is a is not a christian institution our our nation is not a christian nation in the strictest sense of that word um so if i am a christian and there's a group of people who are engaged in something that the Bible explicitly calls sinful. Is it fair for me to play that card of, oh, I'm reaching out to the marginalized. Oh, I am, uh, you know, celebrating the inclusion of the previously oppressed. Uh, it, is it appropriate for me to play that card? And I would say no. Question. Sure. Uh-oh. Uh, I just want to clarify something. So... Was it the husband that said, who is it my place to judge? No, it was the wife when he questioned, mm-hmm. like... And, but he's actually asking, what should I do? No, he was saying, I disagree. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think we should not go and be present. Or and he's like, like thoughts? Yeah, he's like, he's like, am I wrong here? Okay. actually was. Like, is, is my theology wrong? And maybe it was in the Christian marriage subreddit, but... Mm-hmm. Which is a much better subreddit, by the way. Right. What? Um, who so, okay, so another question I have is was she planning on was there any expression of, of planning on reaching these people from the post it it seemed like it was more like hey i want to go and, and participate Celebrate. versus like yeah. i want to go and minister right and i his, feel like that would have been brought out yeah. by now <laughs> it's yeah. heavily okay. implied because um, that's the thing that i was thinking is you're you're jumping between two radically different statements to say it's not my place to judge versus I'm going to join in endorsing right. something. Yeah. So it's like, it, even if even what she's quoting doesn't cover what she's doing. Because she's it's not that she's mm-hmm. refraining from judgment. She's joining in the celebrations of, right. 
because uh, the Bible yeah. talks about that a lot of like don't walk in the way of sinners. Yeah. Don't bless the man who does that. Like uh, bad company, all that. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about that. But then I think also with if Travis, I'm remembering right. You're quoting Jesus saying like the don't judge lest you be judged. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have see the speck in your neighbor's eye, the plug, plug uh, the plank in your own. It Jesus then goes on to say, remove the plank from your own, then go walk out yeah. your. So it's it's actually saying it's not he's not saying don't judge he's saying don't judge incorrectly mm-hmm. but then go judge and don't be a hypocrite exactly so it's not it's actually not as strong a statement of like you shouldn't judge or think about or criticize people's mm-hmm. actions at all because every presentation of the gospel comes with a presentation saying you are a sinner yeah right. who needs to repent and I'm telling you that what you're doing is wrong right it's like we use the same word to mean condemn yeah. and discern we say judge for both of those things which is you know need more clarity than that but doesn't there have to be some sort of context around who it is that you're speaking to in both of those instances right whether it's the judge your take the plank out of your own (laughs) eye or very explicitly in the corinthians passage of Mm -hmm. someone who holds the same context Mm -hmm. or the same belief that you Mm do i mean i don't know if we're if we're meant to hold people who don't put god at the highest standard Mm -hmm. or the bible as their Mm-hmm. subject oh, for yeah. morality 100% I, but I, I do think that we are called to give to mm-hmm. preach the gospel which is an implicit message or not implicit, it's, ex, it's an explicit uh, statement of judgment yeah I'm saying you are being judged by God and, and we've talked about this before where it's like but, if I'm going to talk to a, <clears throat> a lost homosexual yeah I'm not going to attack them on their homosexuality right it's like oh my holy book and my God who all you know I could I could fairly say he's your God too he's your Lord too mm-hmm. and and you know, he says that we're not supposed to do these things, but it's like, look, there's that. I I don't think that's. I I need a stronger way of saying I don't think that's a helpful approach, or I don't think that's the best approach. It's like, uh, you, you're trying to treat the symptom instead of mm-hmm. yeah, the you're, underlying. Right. You're you triaging know, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right, exactly. So there's no. Triage. It's not that you're not. Is that a French word? Like I know. Pronouncing it's judgment. It's Eritrean. <laughs> Sorry. It's just that you are focusing on the a different aspect, right? Because there's no use in trying to compare morality mm-hmm. when you don't have the same judge, right. same system mm-hmm. of morality. Mm-hmm. The overarching picture, like overall, mm. um, you still what is what does Jesus say? Like those who have not believed have been condemned already, mm. like are already yeah. under judgment. And yeah. and even saying of himself, like Son of Man yeah. did not come into the world to condemn. Mm. Like the world's already condemned. It's it's not like I had to show up and curse mm-hmm. them like they're already under a curse mm-hmm. yeah you know i so. just figured that out recently that not the whole concept but that specific mm-hmm. verse yeah of like not come to condemn the world like it's not about it. like it's like saying oh i'm not here to judge people it's like well you got i mean yeah, yeah. the world already yeah. did that to itself like mm-hmm. i don't need you don't need me in order to be condemned mm-hmm. yeah and what is the condemnation what's he say right after that and this is the condemnation that they like the darkness more than light. The light, light came into the world. Mm-hmm. That's me. Or Jesus. The light came into the world, and men love darkness rather than mm-hmm. light because their deeds are evil. Oh. And it's like, look, I, I don't have to curse you with an appetite for evil. You already have that. You want me to prove it to you? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around for three years and preach holiness, and I'm going to live a perfect life, and how are you going to feel about me at the end of it? Oh, you're going to crucify me. Yep. You know? And he's saying this to a master of the law. He's saying this to Nicodemus, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm. Oh, wait, no, that's a line of Paul using. But he's a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And he's a member of the Sanhedrin, so. So he's a Pharisee in the Pharisees. In the, the Pharisees. Pharisees. 
Was it in the Sanhedrin? I thought the Sanhedrin was just sad disease. It was actually all the. Well, it was both. Yeah, both. Yeah, it was a it was a mixture, but it also it does it specifically say that he was a Pharisee? Nicodemus. Nicodemus yeah. was a Pharisee. Yeah. Okay. Lot of lot of the early church was Pharisees. Mm. Whoa. Converted Pharisees. Oh, okay. <laughs> not a lot like, of the early church the, was Mormon. Not the, <laughs> well, you know, not the way we use it. Like, oh, you're being Pharisaical, like, like legitimately yeah. Pharisees, which makes yeah. sense. They are the closest. Yeah, would be too. Like, maybe they believed in the resurrection, so that's a big yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, I want to say this um, for the reasons she gave. I think it's an obvious, like, no, she shouldn't go because um, you know. And, and and prior to this, it was said in the post that we're Bible-believing Christians, and it's like, well, nowhere in the Bible are you going to come to the conclusions that you just made mm-hmm. you know, the, to the wife. Um, and uh, so it's like, yeah, you can go and not condemn. Right. Um, and, but, but to, like, you going there because they're marginalized, um, unless you're going to be, like, talking about and preaching to them, like, like, you're saying then, um, then like, what's, what, what is the point in being there? And I'm not saying, asking that, uh, meaning there is no reason to be there. No. Because I think the if intention we can, is completely there. But, but what, what I'm saying <laughs> is I do think there are scenarios where you can go to that, not with the, the, um, specific idea of, uh, I'm going to go and preach the gospel to, to these people who need to hear it. And that'll be okay. Oh, I think that it's that if someone has your wife hostage and they have a gun to her, they say you have to go. To the, that's a good callback. That, that, that's a callback. That, that, that's, that's a like, deep cut. That's yeah. a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> They're all deep cuts <laughs> at this point. I'm trying uh, to find like a, no, but you, so your, your whole argument is like, yeah, like you think it's okay um, if the wife was like, I want to go and see what this is and see what the culture is and see what the thought is if she said look it's a it's festivities right and she's like i want to go and see if they've got any food i want to go have a beer have, have a, a good beer. time uh well even that. show um well the show <laughs> probably <laughs> right. not the watch show, whatever show is hey if they've got lion king the parade would be the show yeah the parade would be the show who's to say they don't have a musical act there i don't know what i mean statistically is. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was a gambling man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for me, if that's all she wanted, she's like, yeah, I just want to get some food and maybe I know vendors come out because uh, all these people are together and so they take advantage of that. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. But if you're gonna go to try to support them, then that's where I see an obvious issue. So I, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to beat this horse to death like we have a dead horse in this shed that's been dead for a year and everyone every now and again we get out our baseball bats and we just keep at it but it's like you know we have the meat sacrifice to idols thing like okay Mm -hmm. but then also i have the thing of well you know if i'm a christian and i go and then there's a newscast whatever and i'm in the background just you know chomping down on a turkey leg (laughs) at this this gay pride rally like you know what might that do to the parishioners Mm -hmm. in my church um like appearance of evil, blah blah blah. We've we've had that conversation a lot of different times. So I'm not necessarily trying to bring that up, but I will say that for exactly those reasons, uh, I I would not go. Even I would not allow myself even that freedom to to go in and 
just by the turkey leg. Right, no, but it, and, and that's I think that's the point is that if that's a personal conviction for you, that's fine. If Travis doesn't want to go, but if it's a if she is free from any condemnation, and her you know there's no offense in in her conscience, conscience. she can go. If this is a Satan worshippers parade, parade, I think also the same thing. Okay. I was just making sure you're being consistent. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think, I think, because I was like, what is a, what's a lighter word than, like, disagree? I don't think, even if you're like, I want to do ministry there, I'm like, I think time and a place, like, there's a better way to, and more effective way to do that. Sometimes we use that excuse, <laughs> but it's like, you can be tactical. You can be like, oh, you know, this might be, it might be better to do ministry to a person that I've met and I know and I can do one-on-one versus, like, shouting in a megaphone at a pride rally where people are really not listening. Well, that's probably not what people are thinking. Yeah. And they're thinking of ministry in that instance mm. is not shouting at a megaphone. Because that's, that's the thing. Is like, well, there's what, a lot of... Uh, what, unless you're Westboro Baptist. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. say a lot of... And it also depends on what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I kind of... Turning that over in my head, I kind of landed somewhere kind of in between Daniel and uh And that's Eric why you're here. sitting right here. Right there. Is because I was like, you know, I, I don't think it's innately wrong to be present no matter what, like, even if you were going to minister kind of thing, not saying that that's what you were saying, Daniel. Um, but I'm like, I don't know about... I, what? It's not far from it. But, <laughs> I don't think you should be present. <laughs> right, but but see, like, see, my, where I, where I kind of landed was just shy of Eric, where it's like, no, like, if you wanted to go and, like, hey, I have no exposure, I don't really understand the community or the, you know, the lifestyle or whatever it is of the LGBT people, so I'm going to go to this... I'm going to see it, I'm going to experience it, so I know how to better than engage in prayer for them mm. or relate to them. Um, you know, so, so like, so I, I come away more knowledgeable. I'm like, okay, yeah. But now in terms of like, hey, you know what? Like, there's this turkey leg vendor who yeah. I love and they're super mm -hmm. hard to get to. But I know if I go to that rally, I can get a turkey leg. I'm like, ooh, that's a tough one. And like, I, I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, there's no issue there. I'd be like, mm, I also think probably it's a not super for me. Maybe unrealistic okay. situation. Hmm? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Home, we invent such yeah. convoluted scenarios <laughs> to be like, well, what if there's my favorite turkey leg? And I'm the one yeah. who, who started with turkey yeah. legs, so I'm making fun no, of myself. No, but, but like, I, you know, like, I, th I think it's a good, I think it's something that would come up. Like, someone's like, hey, you know what, though? Like, the cotton candy is, yeah. like, I want cotton candy that's, that looks like a dinosaur, and that's guaranteed to go and happen there. You know, I don't know. You so, know? Uh, well, what I would say is that there are, if you don't find it realistic to that, you know, there'd be like, and I know it's even sillier when you say it's my favorite turkey lake place, but like just because you're like, it's a uh, civil festivity. Something to do. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I want to go see if they've got any good food there, and... Uh, and even just to not necessarily partake of the festivities, but just kind to to observe, as appropriate as that is, because I know we all know that there's a lot of inappropriate things happening. But it's just mm -hmm. like if you're like, I wanted to go see what merch there was out that was out there and food, and then that, and that was it. It's like, uh, and then you can replace the pride parade with uh, you know a Saint Church or Saint worshiper. worshiper, just like pagan festivals in different mm -hmm. countries you're visiting. And it's like, or just, you know, a Disney parade. Or a Disney parade. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, so that, and that's, that's why I was like, I would say that it's a, it's a personal conviction thing, which I, I don't think that's where I kind of land. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, 
the, the turkey leg there is not unclean. You can go ahead and buy it. Um, but if you, for some reason, are looking ab about you and you just feel like this is so, like it's too hostile mm -hmm. to God for you to feel mm -hmm. good in there. I'm not good, but that you sh it's appropriate to be there, then okay, mm -hmm. so then leave, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's where I would land on all that. So we're in different, as in different places when it comes to there just for yourself just because you want a turkey leg yeah what about in the area of ministry because it sounds like you're oh, a no right, on right. that so He's where, a no. where are you on that um again i i don't i don't know how the the ministry is necessarily made unclean mm -hmm. i'll use that word uh by by doing it there but i think there might be practical reasons as to not to do it there because mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it's really loud and then, you know, you got a bunch of people in booty mm -hmm. shorts that are much more infatuated with one another than, yeah. you know, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is not, it's not going to work out. But I wouldn't say it's like, it was wrong. It just wasn't uh, practical. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe. Unwise is the word I was looking for. Not like yeah. sinful. It's just yeah. Like you want to share the gospel at all times, but you also don't want to like use that as an excuse for not thinking strategically about sharing the gospel, you know, like. To me, it's, 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 I would like, I would love it if we were sharing the gospel, like every single word we said, but I'm like, I know that the person that's saying this is not doing that. Uh, right. so it's like, so why all of a sudden now you're like, oh, I've got to say it right now. I've got 10 <laughs> seconds to say it. I'm like, you weren't saying it to these people five minutes ago. So why now that the rally started, are you like, I've got to go, go, go. I, um, I would actually say like the words that I would use to describe, you know, if there was a ministry that was going to go out there and, and preach the gospel i don't by which i don't mean shout down people right, with a megaphone right. but i mean you know legitimately preach the gospel have signs that say like we're here to help we want to pray with you you know let us talk to you about jesus um i would say that that's a that that's perfectly valid it's a perfectly valid form of doing ministry and maybe even uh i would say that it's noble you know for a church to take that upon themselves to say like look you know this church has been here in the city of san francisco for uh, 130 years and we predate a lot of this but it's like you know because this is the place where god has put us we do want to go out there we want to be a light to the world we want to uh, minister to these people so i'd say that it's perfectly valid it, you know depending on obviously as with anything depending on the hearts of the people we could even call it noble uh i don't think i'm temperamentally uh driven to do specific things like that but man like i also know I don't know if it was a Babylon Bee article or what it was, but it's like, or maybe it was just a, some pastor said this, where it's like, we're a lot more quick to critique other people's methods of evangelizing compared to our hypothetical methods that we never actually implement. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, when's the last time that you did That's share the gospel with someone? When's the last time that, you know, even if it was, even if it was like a friendship or, or coworker situation where you do know this person, you've talked to them for years, you've, mm -hmm. you know, you know about their kid's ballet recital and you know about their divorce that they're going through or whatever. And, and it's like, and still haven't really, you know, talked to them about the gospel. And then we hear about this and we're so quick to like, you know, get on our keyboards and start explaining why, uh, you know, this is, hateful or this is unwise or this and you know not not specifically to to disagree because i think there are definitely methods of doing it that are ill-advised mm -hmm. um but I, I actually clicked on a video today on youtube 
and I was like, is this what I think it is? And it, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was, um, <laughs> you know, do you know Steven Anderson, yeah. the pastor in, it's is like it Grace. Santa Fe? Yeah. It, not but great. he's like a super hate filled, mm, like, yeah. uh, th this is like one of those King James only, yep. uh, Cal like if you're a Calvinist, you're a Satan worshiper, uh, type of, like the, mm. probably the most hateful, destructive mm -hmm. type of person, you know, when it comes to that, that I've ever seen. And just, you hear him preach and there seems to be no grace, no love in it. Mm -hmm. um, so he's next to Westboro Baptist Church. I think he's what most mm -hmm. people think of when they think of Christianity, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. and but anyway, Stephen Anderson. Um, so just for the podcast, we can sue me for defamation because yeah, <laughs> we're so huge, you know. <laughs> um, anyway. But there was a video, and it was his conference of churches or whatever, and they were having a meeting in Spokane, Washington. And they were talking about how, mm -hmm. you know, we're doing this uh, from 9 to 11, and we're going to have our missionaries present, and we're going to, you know, talk about missions, and then we're going to break, and we're going to have, a like, a pastor's wives luncheon and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, okay, and then from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., we're going to go out soul winning. And I'm like, look, I also know that the method that these guys mm -hmm. are probably going to use is probably a very... In, in, in many circumstances, may very well be a very pushy, mm -hmm. hateful, uh, antagonistic uh, method. But at the same time, it's like, okay, just had the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm not a Southern Baptist, but it's like you have these, um, you know, conferences of these churches. And how many of them do set aside time where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, we're all here in the city of Orlando or Austin or, or Oklahoma City or whatever. And while we're all here, let's go out and, and try to make an impact, you know? Um, so I, I try to be uh, quiet when it comes to those sorts of things as far as, like, telling people, oh, I think that this is ill-advised because I know that, one, I'm in a very privileged position where I get paid to talk to people about Jesus, mm -hmm. some, many of whom are not Christians, you know, especially at the school that I teach at. Um, and I get paid to just talk mm -hmm. about how beautiful Christ is and how, mm -hmm. how, how glorious it is to live in subjection to the right and true king of the universe. And then I have kids that come to me and start asking me questions and I get to talk them through. And like, that's my evangelism. And like the guys that I see at the gym or when I go to the grocery store, I know some people will be like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom in Publix and when I leave on the sink I'm gonna leave behind a track that like mm -hmm. you know explains the gospel and it's like well how shallow is that how you know non-confrontational what a coward you mm -hmm. are and it's like yeah but I also know that if I was not actively getting paid to do a lot of mm -hmm. you know you could say lifestyle evangelism or circumstantial evangelism that the number of salvation conversations that I would have with people would go way down and uh, you know we talk about friendship evangelism or you know just it, people put a lot of different labels on it and we've kind of talked about this before where it's like you know peter just kind of stood up at pentecost and was like this jesus who you crucified is you know the lord and i mean he there was a lot of context to that mm -hmm. he didn't just start off saying that um but and the holy spirit worked through it you know so uh mm -hmm. all that to say if there was a church you know if it, if it was a westboro westboro baptist church going to this rally with like a God hates fag sign and, and you know, one day you're going to go to hell and we're just going to laugh at you type of sign, then yeah, inappropriate. But I can think of many dissimilar scenarios that would be toward that same end that I would say, man, I commend that church for doing that. And, uh, yeah.
Yeah. Agreed. Rebuttal? Yeah, I don't know. I, I still <laughs> I still feel like like you're going to this specific rally and you're not like, oh, hey, let's go do a ministry to people who are struggling with homosexuals all the time. You're like, this one rally that's pu- 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 um, publicized um, where everyone's out. They're all really, really um, hopped up, proud of themselves. I know God can work through any situation, but it's like, this is the, the time where people are the least responsive, which I see when the um, apostles were sharing the gospel. They were looking for, like, they looked at for time. They didn't just be like, let's me share it. Let me share this. They're like, when is the time that people are paying attention? Um, Peter stood up on that after they were like, whoa, what is going on? These guys they are speaking in time. This is crazy. There's a lot of attention on him. Um, so I feel like there's not, it's not necessarily a wrong thing to be like, what would be the most effective timing to share the gospel? And I'm not saying like, you wait years. I'm saying like maybe you wait an hour until the Pride Festival's done. So it's like you're not going to a Pride Festival. But you're going to like let's go yeah. to maybe a bar and be like, hey, I'm gonna hang out with some people and say, hey, do you know what? Like no, like that to me is like I'm not saying you shouldn't evangelize. Um, even that day, I'm just saying like why are you why what is the motive to choose specifically at that time when to me it seems like the chances of actually getting people to listen to you. Not I'm not talking about like. Resp- responsiveness that's up to the spirit to work talking for the people to actually like listen to what you're saying is so low it's almost like you're like i'm going to give the gospel when there's the most amount of roadblocks blocks other than christ in the way when we should be like christ should be the only stumbling block i want to remove all other stumbling blocks that's my thought of it is like it almost feels like it doesn't sound very calvinistic of you to be saying like oh how likely are people to be receptive to the, hmm. to the gospel i mean i gotta stack the deck in my favor i mean we don't, not, we don't i'm not offended by that yeah no i yeah <laughs> like I know. We, we're we're we know that the, that gotta get my the gospel comes through the faith comes through hearing so i want to speak when people are listening like i don't want to be like if i if i go like let's say that eric was a non-believer if i go have oh, I shared, and, now, and now I say, I shared the gospel. I'm off the hook. Like, yeah. that that hurts my heart. It's like, I want to make sure that I have told him right. the gospel. So I'm not saying, like, Correct. line up all the things so that the, that this, the, the Spirit's going to work, but just being like, I want to think about the best avenues to go. I mean, yeah. missions agencies do this all the time. Like, they're, like I want to make sure that we partner together and we do strategic programs that are pulling people in. If we're not, if that's certain, like, you know, youth activity or youth program isn't pulling kids, they're not just going to keep doing it. They're going to be like, what's a better way for me to go yeah. and pull, reach people? Reach people? Where yeah. are people congregating? So to me, it's like, it is a lot of strategicness, and it does sound like it's not putting as, as much faith in it, but I do think, like, we're not called to switch our minds off. Um, and I think about Paul's Mars Hill, like, he very specifically tailored that to the audience that he was in. So it seems like he's not just randomly going up he seems like he's actually paying attention to the culture i i actually was thinking of mars hill for the exact opposite reason because i'm like here's a guy who went to a center of pagan worship and he's like hey here's a here's an altar which totally does not mean Mm -hmm. what i'm about to contextualize it to mean but it's like hey you have this label that says to the unknown god let me tell you about the god who apparently you don't know about but who's the the -hmm. true god over all of this and he you know Mm -hmm. so Like, I think that you made some very fair points there. I would just say that, like, you know, perhaps those people, they would say, well, our reason for doing this is because, you know, the light shines the brightest when the, you know, the darkness is most pressing or 
you know, also the thing about, well, you're evangelizing to this person, but you didn't evangelize to this other guy five minutes ago. I think that that's a great way to paralyze someone from ever evangelizing is to say like, Mm -hmm. well, you weren't this on fire yesterday. Mm -hmm. So it'd be hypocritical of you to, um, to now switch gears and to, to try to initiate. So, I mean, I I think we, I think we both have similar reactions because my thing is you're going to paralyze the entire group that you took the pride rally because everyone was hostile and it was awful and you got attacked and you got made fun of and you're never going to want to do it again. So that's my thing of like, that's what I see happening. I see it being horrible for the people that you're taking there. I see you, because again, you're like, uh, you. there's this very strong pendulum swinging this way and you're the other pendulum swinging that way and it just creates this crazy amount of friction instead of like meeting someone. I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot of the reasons to me sound very like dipping uh, your motives in pietism. Like, Mm. Oh, well, we got to, we got to preach the gospel. We got to go. I'm like, but why that specific, it's it, like, let's say it's like a two hour rally. Why mm. that specific window? Why did you wait for that? I guess, what if window? your motivation is not necessarily <clears throat> to find these three people and tell them that Jesus died for your sins, but to show as many people as possible who probably think that I am not welcome in your circle, that you are actually mm. welcome with us. That's good. And that's kind of the that's kind of the point is mm-hmm. like yeah, it's not even necessarily preaching the mm-hmm. fact that you know, Jesus died for your sins. It's mm-hmm. preaching, we, you know, we can accept you. Yeah. Because, and you, you yeah. probably don't have to say because like, we're all sinful. Yeah. Like, but you can just leave it bottles. at we can accept you. Or like yeah. sna- like handing out water bottles or like first days and stuff like in the that right because yeah. of the perception and you have that you have a nice people. Me. You have a 19-year-old who, like, all they know about Christianity is their parents Mm -hmm. who rejected them because, Mm -hmm. you know, they said they wanted to, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say that's a 19-year-old lesbian and, like, her parents and grandparents Mm -hmm. rejected her. And now they go to this rally and they see a group of people who are claiming to be Christians Mm -hmm. and they're also saying, like, come talk to us. Like, we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just Mm -hmm. share... Yeah, the hope I, I also, of the, the salvation of the world with you. And I also want to catch on, like, because that's what I was trying to say the whole time. I was like, I'm saying what, that I'm not saying that it's wrong to. I'm trying mm-hmm. to say, like, it's, I just seem to see it as There are definitely unwise. ways to do it that are yeah. ill-advised. Um, yeah. And espe- especially if it's, like, this is your one big, you know, like, you get, you're getting your church together and you've waited for, like, the last seven months being, like, we're going to go to this specific spot when you could have gone at any point. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm not again. I'm not trying to guilt trip people. Or I'm just saying, like, why why not just start like right now? Say because you can impact more people. And I think if you can have mm-hmm. three thousand people or whatever it is understand the fact that oh, I can come through your doors and you're not going to shoo me away. Yeah. Or you're not going to make me denounce this thing. Or mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know burn in hell immediately or whatever it is. That's that's basically mm-hmm. saying like, come as you are. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Uh, based on the scenario that you had mentioned, uh, let's say that 19-year-old lesbian, come, like you said, comes from a Christian family, was marginalized by her family, comes to you as Christians, and, you know, they're like, oh, they're telling a story, and you're like, oh my goodness, and like, was it right for them to do that? Was it right for... My parents to marginalize me for that? I mean, I, I think if if I'm specifically being asked this question... I would ask like, well, what are the, what are the things that they did? Like, did mm-hmm. they 
hurt you? Did they curse you out? Did they... Um, they, they kicked me out of the home. Se- kind yeah, of severed the relationship, me. I think, is what Eric's kind of getting to. Yeah. Um, at what age? Like, past their legal obligation to take okay, care let's, of the job? Okay, let's see that. So, past, like, yeah, here's, yeah, here's the thing. If she asks me that question, I would say, uh, look... And I don't, I don't have a daughter that's that age, but I would say, you know, I do have a daughter. And let's say that, you know, she's that age. I wouldn't kick her out of the house. You know, that would not be the way that I would want to end our, um, at least the cohabitative um, portion of our, of our relationship with each other. And I wouldn't want to give off the, um, the vibe that I'm trying to sever this relationship. And, uh, but... I do want you to be fair to your parents. Like, look, think think of this. There's a book that's thousands of years old that your parents are convinced was handed down by God, by the God who created them and you and sexuality and all things. And in this book, it talks about um, it talks about the the right ways and the wrong ways to pursue sexuality, all these sorts of things. Um, and so I, you know, I'd, I'd have to ask questions about like, you know, were you professing faith at this point? Were you saying that you're a believer and yet this is happening? Um, you know, were there other circumstances where it's like, maybe you're bringing people home and you have other siblings and they feel like it's not a safe environment. Um, I, I feel like I would feel confident saying that there's definitely a set of circumstances where I could say, no, they were not correct in, in throwing you out of the house specifically for this. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you, you got to realize that the only side of the story that you're going to hear that day is her side of the story. Mm-hmm. And you want to be as gracious and loving and, and, um, mm-hmm. and still truthful mm-hmm. as you can in that interaction. But it's like, you know, so speaking as a, as a teacher, there are kids that go home and the only things that their parents know about me is the stories that their kids tell them about me. And so if that kid likes me, then, oh, I'm a great teacher, even though they've never met me. And if their kid doesn't like me, oh, I'm that, you know, hard-butt teacher who, you know, gives too much homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, all that to say, um, I could see that conversation wind up going either way. I don't think you'd wa- really wind up... I don't think that right now you have enough information to say, yes, they were definitely correct or no, they were definitely incorrect. Right, but let's say you thought they were correct. So she feeds me a set of circumstances, and I say, look, you know, from what you're telling me, you were bringing people into into their home that they were uncomfortable with. Maybe they felt like your little sister was in danger Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so. Uh, You wouldn't... would you affirm that marginalization by also marginalizing her? I wouldn't say by also marginalizing her, but it's like the the hope is that, and I think with a lot of these circumstances, it's like the hope is to try to get her to see the situation through eyes that are not her own. Hmm. Right, you but know? I'm saying like you explain that. I'm not saying you don't try, but like you wouldn't invite her to... To my church? Yeah. I'd invite her to my church. I wouldn't invite her to take communion at my church, but if that's what you mean by communion. But wouldn't, wouldn't that be working against the marginalization that you agree with? Hang on. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because the parents like, have disowned, so you're saying like all Christians should well, disown her? Well, no, because here's the thing. I, I think that, again, the, the scenario that I painted is 
this is the place where she lives overnight with her little sister and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and then our church is a place where, you know, even if she came with her, okay, I'm, I'm not saying that this is definitely the situation, but like, even if she came with her lesbian partner who is also mm-hmm. a drug head and like, you know, has a criminal record or whatever, it's like, that's a totally different set of circumstances than her bringing her girlfriend over to spend the night in the home with her little sister there. Also, what does it mean to be, you know, marginalized by your parents is that because being kicked out of the house i think is totally different than having all ties cut because i think there mm-hmm. that's true are legitimate circumstances yeah. to kick your believing yeah. christian mm-hmm. kid out of the house if it's time for them to go mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you cut ties and, and me personally i don't see any reason why you should ever disown your children mm-hmm. <laughs> well because you know uh we were talking about judging the elders judging it's mm-hmm. like well, the, you were talking about the elders judging. Well, okay, but but I mean, like <laughs> that we brought up First Corinthians five, and that's what he's appealing is like they're not any mm. wise enough men. Yeah, or, you know, so it's like um, if you were okay with, I like I see there's maybe a practical reason. There's might be a difference as far as like, well, uh, I'm not kicking out because you're you're sinning. I'm just kicking out because I don't want you bringing these people over. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, well, that's... that's... Well, hang on, would you say that bringing dangerous people into the home where your little sister lives is a sin? Uh, I would say if... I would say... I'm going to say yes. But... I, I just think... I, I feel like... I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm... I feel like you might be just walking right past the point. No, no, no. By I, using that specific I, I, example. No, 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 like you, but you brought up the just, point yeah, that continue. I'm trying to, to, to make is that if you thought it was okay... And not just simply on practical reasons. Oh, well, you were you were nineteen. You know, it's time to get out of the house. But like, because of their behavior, they were kicked out. Why would you then go against that disciplining by then inviting her to the church, if if the same reason that she was kicked out of the house is probably going to kick her out of the church? Why not affirm the marginalization? And give her a chance to repent. Well, it's a different relationship, and so it's a different obligation too. Like, I, like the impact mm-hmm. of a parent, like the impact of your parents saying like, hey, you cannot be here, I think is more severe than a stranger saying you cannot be here. And so like, there's a different weight to it, you know, like, and like if a stranger came up and decked you, it would be totally different than if your dad walked up and decked you, you know? Well, well but- and, and I just, I, I want to go back and make sure that I'm not missing something because it's like, I think I, as the evangelist, could say, hey, honestly, from everything you've told me about your girlfriend and her drug addiction and blah, 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 and your little sister living there, I think your parents actually did make the right call. Right. Okay, so I can affirm that, and yeah. then I can still say, look, you're welcome to, to join us for worship. You'll, in the same you'll, state. You'll hear, yeah, in the same state with this person, like, come hear the word preached. Mm-hmm. If you want counseling, you know, we have, you know, we can meet for two uh, hours on then, Tuesdays. Then how could or, you see what the parents... Because right. it's overnight with a minor in the house and like there's there's right, so many but other saying that they would still do that. The parents would still do no, that. No, no, no. The 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 person that we're we're talking about, the lesbian, would still do that. <laughs> would still would still bring if she was still living in the house. She was still. That's why I'm saying she's still in the same state. She's still state of mind. She doesn't think she did anything wrong. Are you are you saying that someone has to like repent of their sins before you would? tell them that they're welcome to come and attend your church what i'm asking is going to get into the question that was mm-hmm. kind of right with the, you know what I mean? uh is that if if the head of the house as a christian was not making the right judgment that makes sense why you would then invite them but if they're making if you're affirming their judgment 
then you're just working against it. It's a totally different scenario. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, because I think if I understood your statements right, the parents kicking out of the house is going to be the most closely, not identically, but most closely mirrored to a member being kicked out of a church. Right. And when someone's visiting, they are not a member. So they're not Ooh. going under church discipline. Well, for someone who's See, that, that's God opening the door telling you you're wrong. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought yeah, you were somebody like, walking through the, the doors house? under church <laughs> discipline. Is that kind huh? of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. so what think, about joking about that? Strange... <laughs> I think that's where they don't match up completely. Because like, we, have, we have the body that meets and the preaching is, I mean, supposed to be edifying to the members of the body of the church. But we also have visitors there that are kind of overhearing and visiting. Um, so there's two different kind of groups that make up the meeting on a Sunday. All right, so let me fill in some of the details, okay? She uh, grew up Christian. So this is like, we're going all in with the turkey leg vendor, right? It's like we're just making up this scenario so that we can cater our answers specifically well, to this. But I, I think that... I'm not against it. It's yeah. an exercise in wisdom. But... Yeah, uh, so okay, well let me just... Okay, so she grew up a Christian. Did you meet her because you went for a turkey leg? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm saying that... Or did you meet her because you went for evangelism? No, not... Well, yes. Well, I was saying, like, imagine you're... Her name those, is Samantha. Okay, she's Samantha. You're a team out there, um, I'll say... Evangelizing. Having a tent with water in it. Okay. Okay, and that's okay. how you evangelize. That makes me so, more comfortable. A mercy ministry. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows you guys are Christian. You start talking, and then she said, yeah, mm -hmm. I grew up uh, Christian, but uh, what I got from my parents really turned me off. You find out what it was. And then you're like, but what they did was right. It was biblical. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's like. And and that would be like a 20 minute conversation. I'm just like, sure, yeah, in, yeah. in the way that I'm envisioning this. Yeah. It's not like I just go, well, and they were right. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, biblical yeah. or is it practical? No, it was a biblical I, I'd reason. say it's biblically. Um, Again, I'm not saying. Because, defensible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying because, Ooh, oh, it's, a, it's her age. The reason they kicked her out. It was because she was living a lifestyle that they disagreed with. Biblically, like, yeah, exactly. Not just they disagreed, and they thought that whatever it was uh, that she was doing was harming the house and was sinful. Mm -hmm. So they're like, "We've given you time to repent. You haven't repented, so so go." Um, and then she's so just to be clear, we kicked her out. Samantha, we kicked Samantha out, or the parents kicked Samantha out just because she was pursuing a lesbian life. What are the parents' names? Yeah. No, 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 no. And, and hang on, no. hang on. Yeah, that's that's actually an important distinction because in my scenario, it wasn't just that she was a lesbian. It's that she's a lesbian and she has this partner who's like, you know, brought drugs into the house. And then there's the little sister who's vulnerable and, and yeah. like they're wanting to protect her. So are we going with my exact scenario or what? with what Dan just said, which is they kicked her out specifically because she is a lesbian? Okay, so what I'm going to say is because not everybody has the same definition. Whatever you define as it being sinful and therefore justify for them to kick her out. That was the reason. Okay. So wherever okay. each of us draws yeah. that line yeah. and then you're going to go forward and ask. Right. Us. And so, okay. uh, the question I think we is need to draw the line, just say what it is. For oh, you. but I, uh, your line, we need a scenario here. <laughs> Would you say that merely her being a lesbian is, I, I don't want to uh, draw a line because that's not really the point is to define the line is that if you agree that the line was crossed. Okay. Then yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with us just you know, moving you forward. You agree the line was crossed. And so therefore what they did was biblical. 
uh, what I'm wondering is if you're inviting her to the church, because again, this is her stumbling mm -hmm. block to mm -hmm. going back was what they did, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To going back. What do you mean? To, to the, the church. church. Going to back to church. Yes. yes. Okay. So she, she's like, I would go back, but what they did, I felt like was unloving and like, how could Christians do this or whatever? How could a loving God? Yeah. And, um, you know, and she's been to churches before that were more pro LGBTQ or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, you're not of that church, obviously. You think that your church mm -hmm. is right, but why would you invite her to the church and undo the disciplining uh, if the, the point of the disciplining isn't necessarily to judge her, to condemn her, it was to discipline her? Why would the you... Point, okay, that, that's not fair because you just said the point of the disciplining is to discipline her. Uh, I, I'm saying the, the kicking out. The okay. Kicking her out, I'm sorry. The point was to discipline her, so not to condemn her. So you're saying these parents... Her. Kick, kick Samantha out yeah. because they think that's going to un that's going to bring her back into the fold of Christ. Yeah. Well, I don't think I think that's a stupid thing uh, for them to think. I I don't mean, I I think um I think if you only <laughs> let's not worry about Samantha. Let's talk about the parents at this point. No. Well, no, I mean, no, no, no. It's I, I think agree it's with relevant. You, yeah, I I, I think that if you only word it like that, then it's absolutely ridiculous. But if you were to say, you know, they kicked her out. And part of that was to protect Samanthina, little <laughs> Samantha Junior. <laughs> well, what's her name? Uh, Tracy. Uh, pro let's to protect Tracy. Susie. Susie. Okay. Oh, that's that's better. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to protect Susie. Yeah. Also, they're trying not just like oh, we're hoping that if we inflict this pain of homelessness on her, then she'll be driven to Christ. But it's like we're trying to communicate to her the seriousness with which we view her situation. We, th we think that she's unsafe in, are we going to come up with a name for her girlfriend? But it's like, we think she's unsafe with her girlfriend. We definitely think Susie's unsafe. And we're trying to communicate to her that like, look, this is, this is a scenario that to pursue this is going to, um, greatly hinder our ability to maintain a relationship with you. And we want, we want a relationship with you. Um, again, kind of like what Dan said earlier, I don't think that this is the same as disowning her, like kicking her out and saying like, look for Susie's sake, also because we're trying to communicate to you the gravity of the situation. Like, you know, we, we don't think it's appropriate for you to be in this house anymore. That's different than disowning her and saying like, you're dead to me. You're not, you're, you're no, no longer, longer my daughter. daughter. We're cutting you out of the will. All that type right, of but stuff. That, that's yeah. I'm not saying it's just a simple I, disowning. I still think that there's a disconnect because the church is not the one enforcing the parents' discipline of their their child, because the church is not. They're, they're, because if you haven't said that this is parents that go to the same church, the child was not a member of that church, right. or nor is a member of the church that we're inviting her to. So there is no church discipline functioning over her. So I, the thing of like undermining or reversing the discipline. This is the parents disciplining their child. Yeah. This you're, is not the church disciplining her. You're going to distinguish parent the, discipline Your from, household is not yes. the church. Nor uh, is it ever equated as that the church functions as your house. Uh, no, but it... it, it if, you're, if, if There's there's similarities, there's comparisons, but the church is a different thing than just right. your small house. So, well, so it, elders okay. don't spank misbehaving seven-year-olds. Right, but again, that's a that's a practice. I'm not talking about practice. I'm talking about a principle. Well, I think that the practice of, you know, kicking a daughter out or, yeah. or disallowing certain people into your congregation, even for the gathering, not to yeah. say nothing of communion. Right. You know, for the for mm -hmm. the gathering, when the New Testament is very clear that the gathering 
is a place where even non-believers should be able to come and listen and, and hear the gospel. But again, that we're not talking about a non-believer, right? I, I would say we are. Well, okay, so you've just you <clears throat> just judged her. I, I would say well, apparently okay, you did hang too, on, hang on. You said no, hang on. Was not no, a non-believer. I didn't. I, no, he I, he's I, he's leaving it open. I I think that's fair, but I my point practically stands. But I think it, I think I do need to um put some polish on it. Uh, it may be true that she's a believer and she's in a in a state of heinous, grave, currently unrepentant sin, yeah. and that Christ will chasten her and that she'll you know find her way out of that. But uh regardless of whether or not she is a believer, I think that first Corinthians five says I need to treat her as the, as I would treat an unbeliever. No, yeah. And I, that's, that's the whole point. But mm -hmm. uh, let me ask this then you, do you believe then there, there aren't biblical grounds to kick a child out? It's just practical grounds. No, I think there are, like I said, biblically defensible. Okay. I think, I think it's biblically defensible to say that for the protection of Susie, I, you know, this, she's 19. And, and not even you know, for... she's, for Sarah, was it Sarah? Samantha, Samantha, Samantha. <laughs> but yeah. not for Sarah. Samantha, I, I'm kicking out Samantha, but for, for her own good, right? Or no? I I will hope that the that kicking her out will serve the good of communicating to her the seriousness with which we view this situation, okay. and also I'm trying to accomplish the good of protecting Susie. Oh, right, right. Um, before I get to that, so would you say that there are biblical grounds? He's talking to Daniel. To to Daniel. To not Dan R, but Daniel's. Daniels. Daniel Daniels. Jack Daniels. I mean, probably the parents have the authority over their child. I, they also don't have any legal uh, requirements to care for this child. Right. So to me, it's like, I don't see the victimhood there of like, my parents were really unfair to me. I mean, I, that's, I think that's a really helpful word to bring up. It's like, she's not a victim of her parents. Not, not, and, and I'm yeah. not saying that you're saying that, but I, I, guess, I, have, I have family members that the parents, every single child when they turned 18, put a suitcase of their stuff on their front porch and said, you're out, go into the world. And I think because it's just because it's difficult doesn't mean, gospel. doesn't mean that you're, <laughs> no, 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 none of my extended family are believers. Um, like just because you're put out and it's difficult like doesn't mean that elder. you're a victim or that something unfair happened right. to you. Right, but but what I'm trying to get at, Dan, is that do you think there are biblical grounds for a parent, not not practical, like uh, well, at at this age, uh, the law so, of the land states that I don't have to take care of mm -hmm. you anymore. So that's so you're why. saying a situation where the Bible would command someone, you must kick this person out of your house. Yes, uh, I don't want to because I think there's, like, I really think there's an important distinction between yeah. saying biblical and biblically defensible. Yeah. It's like I feel like. Yeah, Maud and Gary can defend their position to to kick uh, Samantha out based on biblical principles and, and precepts and and mm -hmm. and biblically informed reason. Like, mm -hmm. just right you, okay. and you could say legal reason and and just rationality, right. but I, I think that's biblically defensible. But I would not say that this is an instance where if Maud and Gary did not kick her out, their pastor could go to them and say. You are in rebellion against God for not kicking there your daughter other out at this point. You know, so that's that's how I'm drawing the distinction between biblically like mandated and biblically defensible. All right, but so uh, so in your eyes, then, okay, if they were like, we want to kick her out because we think the lifestyle is sinful, it's harmful to herself, harmful to everybody, and we want to kick her out as a disciplining so that she would, in a sense. I don't know, become so 
distraught by that she would then return in repentance. You're saying they don't have the right to do that. Uh, I, I'm not saying that. They can't um, do that. I, but, I, but what I, are you kicking them out of? Because there's the, a, the house. The well, house, yeah. I, I get that. The family, But in the sense the of... fellowship. It sounds like you're trying to make a parallel to the first Corinthians, which is a different situation being kicked out of the fellowship I of the would church. Only, I would only make that parallel I feel because... like he's zeroing in on what might be a point. Well, right. Well, the, the parallel is that you guys are making that parallel. Because if you're saying that... I just asked if if they're allowed to do that biblically, and you just you said yes. Allowed. Right. So for okay. where in the Bible... So like... If we're not going to First Corinthians five, if where are we going to say that the parents are like? Because what I'm saying is that if the Bible allows the parents to do that, gives them the authority, I don't see why they would give. Wait, hang on. Give them the the authority. You said could they do this, and is it biblically justified? Giving them the authority is a way different statement. I'm I'm using the word authority because we believe that the parents have authority over the children, right? Yes. So that's the only reason I'm using authority. But even if you want to say that they're allowed. The point is, the Bible's justifying and saying it is right in the eyes of God to do this. Why then, as a church, would you turn around and go again? You you can say that the house is different than the church, but only in that the the household that's Christian is a part of the church. It's not the church no, completely exposed. I, I disagree on a lot of just really practical grounds, like specifically the thing that I said before. The church is not a place where I'm staying there overnight within like you know i'm one door away from a a minor and you know there's all these other circumstances like i i i think that the context of a of being allowed to live in a home with someone you know 24 7 and the privilege of being able to to assemble with a gathered congregation you know you could say sundays or you could say daily if you want to go to the early church um, I, I would still say those are wildly different situations. They have different sets of rules. They have they have different authority structures. And did Maude and Gary, do they want, <laughs> so are they, do they that. really want their kid not to find a church who can affirm them, but bring, show them the gospel and why their no, situation no, that's, is that's, Because no, it's what it sounds like. No, because, because again, you wouldn't kick someone out. Like, let's use the first Corinthians five, uh, situation the elders are not kicking somebody out because they don't want someone to repent it's the whole point is to repent this is like the extreme we're going to take so that you would repent now if it turns out that you don't and that you were always an unbeliever then god judges you but the point is like paul talks about it i've sent them out so that uh satan may destroy their body but so that, that god will save their soul and right. i'm asking you if you are mod and or gary and you are making this decision to kick your child out yeah you want them to not find the truth in that. But again, do you, you want her to find the truth? But again, what you're missing, I and I said this already. I get is it. That you want not. Do... She's not talking about. Oh, I'm going to go back to church because I'm repenting. I told you she's still in the same state. Uh-huh. Right, but she has to figure that out. Someone has to. She grew up in a Christian family. <laughs> what does that mean? Does she How, not know? Yeah, so, you can grow up in a Christian yeah. family and have things go over your head, or have people just talk past you and you're that, not, okay. If I did like, not, and I, I'm pretty sure I did. I said she was. She grew up a Christian. She believed the. the no, reason, yeah, and and well, go ahead. Well, so the reason she has been hesitating to go back to well, it's not to go back to church, but the churches she's been to has been pro. LGBTQ, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem she has with other Christian churches that are, are against it is because her parents kicked her out and she saw that as wrong, yeah. right? If you affirm, this was the question I asked, if you affirm that it was right, why... Defensible. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, man, I wanted to because so there was something. Here's the thing again: the same statement. The house, the parents are not equal to square out the church. Right. They do not have the ability to say we're casting out a believer from fellowship in the church universal, okay. which the church does have the authority. So it's so think it, of it. I feel like the best example, which again, no, it's going to have its flaws, but it's going to be like your your family and then the state of Florida. If okay. your family says, I'm going to um, I'm going to hereby declare that if you come back to this house, you're trespassing. Police officers will not enforce that. They will if you actually get it on the paper book, on the paperwork, like mm. filed with the state of Florida. So parents saying, I want to kick my child out, hoping that they will repent. It's a good aim. They are not making a legal church situation with the elders, with the entire congregation to kick them out of fellowship with Christians. Ooh. They are kicking them out of their household, which is not the church. So, right. But again, I, well, because uh, I don't know if it was you or Travis, but this isn't the scenario where it's like, because I'm not talking about practical reasons for kicking her out. I'm so not no Susie, about... just mm-hmm. yeah. sin. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're cutting off fellowship because we cannot have you partaking in the sin in the same house. Because I, as a Mm -hmm. parent, am shepherding over you. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, like, I have to dis. So it's like, that's why I was like, should they have gone to the church? And if the church then said what you're going to do is right and the the local church has their. Only if if Samantha was a member of the church, was was in the church. So she's a Christian, but she just is not a member. She's Th- not, then that actually she's not changes things. committed to and a part of that community. If she was committed to and she said, this is my faith statement, I've been baptized, I believe all the things you do, I'm, I give to the church, I'm partner with the church, I serve with the church, I'm gay, and then the church would say, we've got to discipline you. Okay, but... but if she just comes along with her parents and is in no way tied to the church, then the church is not going to say, we're going to kick you out. Okay. Because the the elders never had authority over her. Right. But so she has to be a member of a church in, in order, order for them to have authority. In order for them to discipline her. Okay. So then do you have the right to make a judgment on what the parents did as a Christian? Do I have the right to make a judgment? Yeah. On she's going to ask did? you, did, did, you know. If it, if it uh, goes against scripture, yes. If it goes with scripture, then sure. But you see, you're having like two different types of authority. Either the authority is the Bible Yes, which, which vested into local elders and vested in the church based on what the, the Bible says about yeah. how the church should function and how the family should function. Okay, so like if the if the if the Bible gives authority to the parents, I'm still failing to raise to... the child, not to govern over who gets church discipline. The uh, family is not the church. Families I know, I know, I know. The, the family yeah, it's part of the there. church, so it's by extension it has the same authority. Because if you're going to say, it no. does. You... No, so hang on. So you're saying the spheres of authority that parents have yeah. and the spheres of authority that elders have are identical? No, but I say they overlap. Well, obviously, I think we would all, but it's like, right. so, look. So why not make how... the two work? That's what I'm not getting. Is like but, you're making but it's them... like, okay, how how much do these circles blend in the Venn diagram? Even I, but I've given you the opportunity. Like I said, even if the, if the church backed that kicking out, you're still saying, I'm still wondering... Why, if she's not a member of another church, all of a sudden it changes what they did? Yeah, like, I, I can think that a church has made a bad decision. No, no, I'm saying you you think they made a right decision. Why would you not support the decision? That's that's what I'm trying to but get at. If I think the not... church made the wrong decision? Oh, hey, I see where the, the, the thing breaking okay. is. Tell me. You're supporting, the, the church is supporting the decision of the parents to not talk to their child and not support their child. So they can endorse that, but by st- and they can, that child still, can still come to the church. 
But I still wouldn't agree you're with that. Supporting though. the decision of that, that, that in their household, the sphere that the parents have authority over, which is just their household, has disconnected ties. And you say, great, you've disconnected ties. I'm not expecting you to have ties with your child. This person can still come to the church. But would you agree with that parent's decision? <laughs> so, so I would say no. Different... No, 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 no. They're not. Because is it right or wrong for, for her to have Christian fellowship? The same danger that the applies parent, to the house the is going to apply to the local church. Fellowship. The parents, the parents no. who said to cut them off from I, their fellowship. Why I, would you cut off fellowship with your child if you don't think she's sitting? We established this. It's but a why Christian would you thing. cut off fellowship with your thing. child at all? There's a difference between oh, cutting yeah. off fellowship no. and kicking them out of your house. Dan, I agree. If that's what you're going to take, the, right. the question so doesn't apply. Then the question, my answer to her question of is that right would be no. Yeah, okay. But that I'm saying that they're they're not saying that. They're Who's saying, not saying that? Tra well, Travis Yeah, I was Dan. saying that I, I can see a set of circumstances yeah. where I would say, look, I know you might not like it, Samantha, but <laughs> your parent, like, I think that your parents made their decision based on biblical principles i think it's it's defensible on those grounds yeah if you don't think there's any to biblical kick defense... you out of the house and maybe yeah, you have to that. yeah to kick you out of the house not to kick you out of all churches okay or to kick you out of the fellowship of the family to a complete degree like there might be some practical yeah, reasons yeah. you come over where you can't weekends, have you over all the time and i and i get but that this is I'm talking to four different people at four different. I don't things think to so. Say. I think uh, I think I, we're mostly on the same so page. Nobody, well, nobody thought that the the fellowship of the family should be cut off. But that's not biblical. Biblically, I no, I I don't think that. I think that the hand of reconciliation always needs to be mm -hmm. extended. It's like it's look, the moment the plan. moment that you're repentant, it's and it's like even even if you're not repentant, like look, let's let's still talk. I want to, I want to talk to you even in your non-repentant state, because my hope is that in that talking to you, like Christ right. the, and the truth and the word will, and the spirit will have an effect on you. But if it's the church that cuts her off and that's okay. If the church goes through discipline for a member uh -huh. and cuts them off have, to fellowship. Yes. There are procedures that you have to go. through. Have I read to you what my, like if, if I was a pastor of a church I would say that discipline needs to entail these, I think it's four things. Yeah. Did I ever read that? Yeah. And it's like... It's, it's, I'm not trying to get lost in reason. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. if for you, it was right to cut off fellowship and... and... With the family, because you got to get specific. Right. Fellowship so as saying... in, like, totally you're dead to us. Which nobody here is agreeing with. It's... <laughs> All right. Are we right so on that? that? If, well, you said if, but why are we saying if, if nobody agrees with that? Because I was under the impression, I mean, I, we can always play back. I'm pretty sure I made that clear that there was cut off and nobody said, okay, no, we don't agree. Because, because, and, 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 and they were the just thing, kicking you out of the house. Cut off can be like, oh, I'm a bartender. I'm cutting you off from yeah. alcohol. Not like I'm never going to talk to you again. Like cut like off. your trespass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cut off. Cut off can be like kicked out and okay. cut off can be like, sure. there is yeah. no relationship. Well, so this this is earlier when I said I feel like you're about to talk past the point. That this is the thing that I was hoping would get clarified, and it's like I, right because I, I was looking for the answer. Yeah, to but this I'm just clarifying. Question. But you do think that about the church? Uh, I I think that it is at times appropriate for the church to say um, that we're disfellowshipping you, mm -hmm. and part of that communication needs to be like, look. Um, our hope and our prayer and any efforts that we have in, in talking to you from now on, it's not going to be like, oh, 
well, we're already part of the same bowling team, so let's just keep bowling. It's like, look, when I interact with you, yeah. my interaction with you is going to be beckoning you to return to the fold to, like, you know, saying things like, has Christ not died? Like, you know, your sin is is uh, is overcomeable. Like, the uh, Christ Christ has, mm-hmm. has offered you the, the arm of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Am I answering the question or? Well, so do you cut off, do you cut off ties to this person? So it's like, unless so, you repent. As the church. As, as the church, sure. Well, you're going to be calling her repentance regardless, because that's well, the purpose of... Yeah, right, right, right. If by, if by cut off ties... I, I mean, like, no actual relationship, because you're not... put under church discipline. No, but I'm, I'm saying the church is doing it. So, like, membership. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. because here's, here's we're, what... We're revoking your membership. Sure, but okay. it's like, again... <laughs> but she right. was never a member. No, in this case, she was. I mean... Wh- because right. that, me, that has to be established. Yeah, but the things. thing is that I'm going to end up, if I define it the way I want to define it, then that's where the, the disagreement is. I'm trying to okay. not get stuck in that. So if, yeah. if for you it's membership or whatever. But if if she's been revoked her membership, and that means, that means, well, what does that mean? It's a, can you talk to her? Can you, you can relate, have still a relationship with her? Or does the disciplining go as far as like, you? we're not going to acknowledge you until you come to us repentance until that happens i i want to read i know i've already read it but it's like i i think it's a really useful thing um because it's going to depend on the circumstance sometimes it might be that you're just like you can't come back into the, the church if there's something they did something that was abusive okay uh but it is a thing where it's like the first thing you say is going to be please come and please repent right because if you were a christian and you're going down this path and saying i don't believe that my sin is sin it's like well Please, please. And I've had situations where this has happened, and it was the, the first thing that we'd say. We'd see him on the street, and be like, please, please come back. Please repent. He's, no, I don't want to. Usually, they don't want to come back to the church because right. these are people that were that weren't on the outskirts. They weren't just going to church because their parents went to church. They believed this. Yeah. They were active, and then yeah. they just decided that their affair was more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are calling them, but again, that's a very that is a that is a like one eighty description for what we were talking about well but you guys keep making a distinction so like here's my problem with the whole membership thing is like so if you never filed for membership let's say she's been going there for a year because the family just moved there mm-hmm. you it's almost like you're saying well she's not a christian if she's a christian she's still no. under the authority of the church no and and here's here's the thing we've we've disagreed on this a lot in the past it's like i would say that if i'm a pastor my relationship with someone who is a member of the church of my church is different than a visiting Christian from mm-hmm. Washington state yeah, or, or but, Vietnam but they're not or whatever. Visiting. They're just newly moved. They've been in, okay. Been there and, and if they're not yet a member of my church, I would yeah. say that my relationship with them is still different because of the specific covenant, like someone having consigned themselves to my leadership specifically, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't have that same, I, I can use the word authority, but it's like just leadership capacity over every believer to have ever mm-hmm. lived and for me to have ever met. Yeah, I, I feel like we kind of got bogged down a little bit in the question that we're we're to we're still fleshing out this backstory because your your whole argument was if she is excommunicated, whether it be from the home or from the church, you as a third party with no prior relationship yeah. enters in meets this person, finds out that she has been excommunicated, whether it be from the church or from the home, right. that you as a third party should then respect the authority 
of whether it be the parent or the church and say, you have been excommunicated. Yeah. I should also not have relationship with you until you reconcile that relationship with the church or home. Or repent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is, is, nobody agrees with that. I, I don't agree with that. I would have to put so many asterisks mm-hmm. next to that before I would say I'm comfortable saying exactly that that mm-hmm. sentence. Okay, so I, I do want to just read this real quick while I have it up. Um, so this is what I think biblical excommunication should look like. So Samantha, um, let's say that she is a member of the church, and I know that she's living this uh, lifestyle where she's unrepentant sin and you know danger to herself mm-hmm. and others, yada, yada, all that stuff. I would say, Samantha, until you have visibly committed yourself to forsaking this sin and pursuing resolution, four things are going to happen, okay? Number one, you're removed from all positions of service, leadership, and ministry in this church. Number two, you're not to take communion at this church. This goes to fencing the table, and unfortunately, I don't think I've ever been to a church that does that. Uh, I've been to defend, defend the table. Fence the table, which means like if you, if there's yeah. someone you know is living in unrepentant sin and they go to take the elements, you disallow them. I've okay. been to churches that have done that for I've, people. That, I never have. That, that they've I disciplined. Would, I would love to hear that experience, but not necessarily for Yeah. Now. I went to churches growing up that were closed communion, which means only people who were members of that church mm. would partake of communion. That's a whole other conversation. Okay, so that's two. Number three, our people, and this is, I think, the, the really relevant one. Number three, our people will not take you into their homes as a guest or engage in more than cordial conversation with you except in beckoning you toward repentance, okay? So it's like, you know, the Bible does say, you know, not even to eat with such a person, and I think that that has something to do with, you know, bringing them into their their homes as a guest or whatever. Um, But then it's like, okay... Any conversation that I have with you, Samantha, it's not. I'm not going to be able because I love you so much. Because I see such a gravitas around, you know, the situation that you're in. I'm not going to be able to just talk about the the weather or you know the new BTS album or whatever. I guess lesbians aren't into BTS. What what type of music are lesbians into? The Cranberries, which they don't make new albums. But anyway, um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so that I, I think that one is the most relevant. And then number four, your voice will not be heard in matters of voting initiative or speaking at all toward the general, toward general church matters. Right. Okay. But I think the third one is, is the most important one. It's like, mm. I'm not saying we will have no contact with you, no, but I'm saying that like every, when I see you, my love for you is going to overwhelm any capacity that I'd have to just talk sports or talk, <laughs> you know, about your new promotion at your job or whatever. Right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand how this is actually practical outside of your own local church or outside your own context. Because I thought say, the point is that it's not practical. It's a turkey vendor. No. Like this is a turkey vendor question that's intensely no, because, impractical. No, because we were okay. talking about what was appropriate for Christians. Yeah, okay. To, to, to I get it. I'm kind of um, saying that tongue in cheek. No, I know, I know. But I'm saying so like if if um, your church is excommunicated her and, and mm-hmm. you read her all that and that's mm-hmm. what you're practicing if another church comes along and, and accepts her without her repenting would you say that that church is is sinning i mean would you reach out to that you remember what i said at the end of our podcast last week no i said we need to have a podcast where we distinguish between sin mm. error and foolishness okay so let's... And I think there are things that fall into it's those venn diagrams are not mm-hmm. just a circle right, like, right there is right. definitely mm-hmm. You know. But let's say it would you say it would obviously fall into one of those. I would three. say it's definitely if I believe that one is wrong, then I yeah. would say 
It's definitely error. Yeah. Probably foolishness. Yeah. And depending it, on it what could it even is. be sin. Right. You know? Especially if they're a church that's uplifting the lifestyle. Okay. Like they're supporting yeah, the lifestyle. If, There's if, other problems. If they're well. if they're allowing you into their congregation because they're saying, Oh, we believe these relationships are, are just as God ordained as heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships, I would say that that is definitely sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so then that church you would say is, is not a church. Is Their not candlestick a church. is removed. Okay, so so here's where it becomes impractical because okay, let's say a church did that. Let's say a church did that. They thought what she was doing is sinful, and you're inviting her to the church. Now you're not necessarily affirming, Hang but on. what you've done. So she's already a member of a Episcopal church. Sure, she or she's not anymore, right? No, this is the church that affirms her. Well, I'm saying it. it that, okay, so that if a church I, I, affirms I really her, just yeah, if a church affirms it, her, not... if a church affirms her, okay, uh, I don't know what you were asking. Episcopal, let's yeah. okay. So you're just feeding me the scenario. Yeah. So sh- there is another church yeah. that she's going to. Yes. Okay, that affirms her lifestyle. Yeah, let's say they don't see it as sinful. Okay, and uh, then and you would say they're not a church. <sighs> okay. Oh man. I I might have jumped. Too far. I would say in a lot of the circumstances, yes, but it's like, okay, I could see there being other circumstances. Um, I, I'm going to say yes for this particular scenario. Let's okay. just say the answer is yes. And then what? what's the, because there's a next step to this, right? Right. But let's for say me. you're that church. That I'm affirmed, the Episcopal church? Yeah. You're the Episcopal church that found yeah. her. You're affirming her lifestyle. And just for the sake of argument, we're going to change this. From homosexuality, because I don't think anybody here is going to disagree on that. To to let's say <laughs> to be come really, on, say it, man. Really, no, 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 not that. No, oh, no. Okay. no, because I'm I'm going to make it something I'm that uh, he's going to say uh, drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say I know. divorce. Oh, believe, yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say drinking alcohol. They think it's a sin. Okay. To do that, you said no. You shouldn't have been excommunicated. You just did that. They don't think you're a church. They view what you did as evil right yeah and and i would make a distinction where i would not go so far as to say like a uh presbyterian church is not a church because they baptize infants and i think that's error or a fundamentalist baptist church is not a church and a lot of this has to do with the uh the level of clarity Mm -hmm. like i do not think one i don't think you can make a biblical argument Mm -hmm. from the bible that all alcohol is always sinful right but two it's like i even the people who do that the the passages that they're uh, even even the people who think they're doing that I guess I should say the passages that they're appealing to are so scattered and out of context and everything that like I can't say because here's the thing there are people who would say oh it's absolutely clear in the yeah. Bible that, yeah. that this is not a, okay mm-hmm. now but you're asking me the question so in this situation I'm in the driver's seat and I'm the one deciding how clear things are. And so we're going by my specific judgment. Yep. So I would say that the alcohol thing is not nearly as as clear to say like, oh, the alcohol right. is sinful. Yeah. As I would say that, you know, homosexuality, mm-hmm. gay marriage is sinful. I think that that one yeah. is, I mean, I'm not just saying Old Testament. Like, it's so clear in the New Testament so yep. many times that um, I, I would say that for a church to affirm homosexual marriages is... Man, I, I almost want to say it's synonymous to denying the authority of Scripture. Right. 
how does this relate to Samantha? I think he's because, getting there. Well, Samantha's the one that yeah. wants to drink alcohol. Hang, no, well, are we doing? Are we pursuing the alcohol thing, or are you? Oh well, I mean, we could do either because. Well, I'd, as, as I'd prefer obvious, to just go back to the gay marriage thing, right? Because well, and, and I'm almost thinking of tweaking it because like none of us necessarily disagree with what you just said about homosexual marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So this isn't. This is just going to be an echo chamber about that, and I'm not. I'm trying not to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think we can also be fair enough that whatever side point you're about to bring up, we can you know try mm -hmm. to see the. Like we can steel man it, so can we? Yeah. Like, are you okay with us keeping it about that? Or? I mean, sure, sure, sure. But but the problem is that I was going to say in this scenario, you're going to affirm the lifestyle. I'm going to affirm the, the homosexuality. Lifestyle. Yeah, but you wouldn't, and that's the problem is that you're not okay. going to. Okay, so yeah, let's say. Let's say. So, but th this is like, um, like you're asking me about alcohol, and oh, then no. I'm the one affirming or not affirming alcohol. Well, the so. reason I said alcohol is because I know you you would affirm that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be part of the somebody. Term. I, I know. So uh, I, we'll just go right back to the topic. They think it's a sin for you to go to a pride parade. You don't, and that's why you're at a pride parade. So mm -hmm. she was excommunicated for that. Okay, you would allow her in. You would invite her to the church, right? Yes. Even though that is sinful to the the church that excommunicated her. Okay. Um, well, is I, sinful I... a relative term or an absolute term? That's a good question. That's what we were talking about. I, I think, <laughs> I think... The pride parade is like... Mm. So we're going to a different point. It's not about the parents and the church anymore. Well, I, I think I'm, I think I'm more understanding what your original, like, yes. intent in all of this is. It's yeah. like, okay, if I am a church and you are a church... How much of an onus is there mm. on me to affirm and stand in solidarity with all of your decisions? Right. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, first of all, this is the, a great thing about being a Baptist. Like one of the main Baptist distinctives is local church autonomy. Right. So if I think that another church is in error, I don't have to necessarily mm -hmm. think that they are not a church, that they're synonymous with, you know, with uh, denying the authority of scripture, all those yeah. other things. I can just think. Well, they're wrong about that. Yeah. And if they make a call based on something that I think is unbiblical, then it is fine for me to mm -hmm. uh, to That's judge great. in the other favor. Mm -hmm. That right. was poorly worded, but you mm -hmm. know what I mean. And and I think kind of along the lines, because like the original question was like, and you agree with the church, like, hey, you were excommunicated from membership from that church. I agree that you should have been excommunicated from the church. Well, should yeah. you then invite her to the church? Mm -hmm. uh, my answer would still be yes, right. because mm -hmm. I would not. I would not grant her membership in the church, into the new church. I would say, hey, you're welcome to come and do what, and worship and learn, sit and under the preached word. Exactly, like, you know. And and then like, and the goal is to then not for is for reconciliation with Christ. Yeah, and that reconciliation and then extend to. The church or like and, and you know what like if you don't see eye to eye with that church and we agree with them you're not going to see eye to eye with us mm -hmm. either but if you're willing to sit <laughs> exactly. but if you're willing to sit and listen maybe you will have a change. wouldn't she do that at the church she was less communicated okay from? hang on like, it, it is hang on because I, I i think there might be a talking past each other point the church that she's been excommunicated from yes are they not allowing her to even step foot in the church not without repentance Okay. Uh, yeah, then I would say I affirm their excommunication of you. Okay. I do not affirm their 
you know, going a step further to say that you're not even allowed within the walls of the church to sit under the preaching to seek, you know, light, whatever. Uh, and, and so therefore, I will act consistently by not granting you membership, but still allowing you within the four walls of the church, you can sit under the preach word, yada, yada. I think there what? needs to be a lot of context, too. Yeah. The, the, the churches, it's helpful. How good the, is this turkey leg? It's, <laughs> it's, it's helpful for churches to communicate to each other. This is like, this is a new problem. Because yeah. you usually yeah. couldn't just yeah. hop to another church. Yeah. But, people, right. but Christians are finding that they can do something, get excommunicated, just hop to a next person. The right. car, yeah. So, that, so that's, for, for, for one example that I wanted to give that's, that's you know real, and that's practi- that, that's not practical, but it's like it's tangible, so it's not as abstract, is that uh, I was in a church where one of the members uh, had an inappropriate relationship with a minor okay. that was in the mm. family in the church. And mm. so he was kicked out. Um one of the members, and then another member family. You were saying, yeah. And okay. so he was kicked out, uh, and he was, and so the call was, "Don't come back to this church." It was not. It wasn't a, a, a minor in the state of Vermont. Did they, they call were like the 17, cops? But uh, so they were. So he was kicked out. Yeah, they were under legal trial. Okay. Um, because again, Vermont didn't classify him as a, or didn't classify her as a minor. Just that she didn't have her full powers to like. Consent, like, yeah. leader. So she was 17, so she wasn't technically mm. a... It wasn't a, uh, a case of him being, like, like um, statutory. Rape. Yeah, that's mm. what the word I'm looking for. Uh, but he had done Wait, something... Okay, hang on. He had done something uh, against, Also, when you say relations, are you saying sex? Because uh, I think... Or, not, or even, like... Not to my knowledge, Because it's like when we say relationship, are we saying, like... You know, or... texting, yeah, which is still inappropriate, well, but it's like was... there are definitely going to be layers to. I don't know. How I don't know all the details. Okay, it was not made declassified. It was just that there was a very close, intimate relationship that okay. he developed with her. Um, so again, he's not like on the registry. He's got. Mm-hmm. He's not waiting in trial. So we, because of the ire and the ha- and the anger of that family, um, he was not allowed in our building. But mm. he could go to a church around the area. But again, we would tell them, this is what this guy is doing. Call him to repentance. Mm. So it's not like we kicked them that person out saying every church has to kick them out. It was that for the safety of the fact that this dad is really angry mm. that this older guy did this, uh, we're not going to have him in the building. So that, I, that mm. that's just a, a real world example of like why a church. Because it sounds it like whenever you do it abstract, it sounds like it's aggressive and mean for a church to say, don't come in here. Versus being like, there is some real actual reasons for the fact that this church can't be the one mm. that is helping you or letting you be here on a Sunday. Like, there are multiple families that, that just seeing you brings turmoil to. Um, so, to, 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 okay, so this was where I was trying to go, is that if, um, if you affirmed what that church did, then there would be no issue as to... Uh, whether they, they're a Christian church or not, you say they did right. And because of what you, you the practical uh, problem that you brought up about communication, I really don't understand why you would invite her to your church. Why, like, why would you just go right there and, and then do that? Because you are undermining a church. You are. Whether you, you want to say I'm not. undermining their incorrect decision. Yes. No, no, no. You, you agree to, with the decision. To, to net, not let her within the four walls of the church? Yeah. Like, I don't agree with that, though. Right. So if you don't agree, right, yeah. then the problem that you have is that you're going to call a church who does that to you, not a Christian church. But uh, no, I no. did not say that every, there, hang on. I, know not I did not every, say that every church that I disagree I, with is yeah, not a Christian I'm church. I'm not saying that you yeah. did. I'm saying that you, but you can. You can, I right? I can? 
There are circumstances where you would call them not a Christian church. But not that one. Correct. Right. But yeah. the, the, so the, the, the principle here isn't that, oh, it's just this sin and, and that's the way I'm going to act. It's like if they're doing any sin in which we have interpreted to be uh, harmful to her or, or the person who's perpetrating the sin, the body of Christ, and we keep calling her to repentance but or him to repentance and eventually it just does not go anywhere, we're going to kick them out. Okay? If a church affirms what you just denied they're undermining and you're saying if the circumstances are right i can call them not a christian church right and the thing is i i would say that there are things where it's like look this is i mean if, if, a, church, a, if church, a church if a church denies somebody out or not if a church denies the authority of scripture if they kick them out or not said so the fact that they kick somebody out or doesn't kick them out doesn't change whether you determine if they're a christian church so, or not yeah they're, it's like i i get well, that you're, for you're what, trying to for, for no no the, the the reason you would call them not a christian church is because they brought in someone you kicked out if the circumstances lined up uh i i don't even say what go that far it depends on exactly what we kick the person out for so, let's say homo, that my church yeah. uh you know kicked out a member for oh why am i so dumb that i can't think of this uh this person this church kicked someone out because they smoke cigarettes right okay uh and then another church said look we don't like the fact that you smoke but that doesn't preclude you from membership so yeah. like you're you're fine to join i would not say not that i would be a member of a church that would kick people out for smoking cigarettes even though i think it's dumb but it's like i would not say to that church you are not a church because you've undermined my authority my no, my decision for, i would for that i would say correct right but, but, but the but, thing is look you're saying oh whatever the principle is regardless of the degree we must apply the principle exactly the same and i disagree with no, that. no i'm not saying that you apply uh that you're I'm actually arguing that you're not applying the principle the same, and therefore that's how I'm, it becomes... I am not applying right, it the same because why... of the heinousness and the danger and all, all those sorts of right, things of the Right, but that's sin. where it becomes impractical because you know that your church and what it determines as those circumstances, which we will, are not the same. Yeah. So Dan's got to yeah. head but, over. So, like, if you have a circumstance you, where a church... Thanks for coming over. ...where a church has... He doesn't love me back. <laughs> If you have a circumstance where a church has defined something as one of those things and you undermine them. A right? church has defined an issue yes. as excommunicable. Yes, excommunicable and grounds they, for excommunication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't and you invite them in, right? You're undermining them. And there is a chance I, I think that especially the word undermine has this like uh I don't know, high school principal type of connotation where it's like you're yeah. undermining my it's, it's, it's like no, you, but it is you're the, disagreeing but okay i i get it okay let's let's use that word but continue only, only because again the church believed that they had authority to do that okay, okay. so that's yeah. that's why i'm using undermine mm -hmm. it's not no connotation they didn't think they did the person's not in their church anymore yeah <laughs> that's not that's an imagined authority they did kick them out yeah yeah that's not like they thought they did and now you, it's another church takes them in it doesn't undermine that church's authority they still can't come back to that church <laughs> but the, so okay so do you think that the local I church do not think that there is one singular pope that is over all churches no, no i'm not talking about a singular I don't, pope i, don't, I, don't I, I just in, hang on but you were gonna ask churches. do you think that 
I don't remember. Is it before the... Pope? No, you were just going to ask a question. Do you think that... Because of the Pope thing. The local church knows before yeah. he said Pope. You, I mean, the way that it seems like the local church to you is the church and that's it. And you are right to treat it that way. Because if that's the case, again, again, we we're talking about going to like a pride parade and you were worried about, mm -hmm. well, can people take it as evil? But you're not members of your church. And, and what you do that way is then you just cut yourself off from anybody else who's not in your church as though they're not Christian. And they also do not follow the same authority. And if they're in the position of eldership, they also do not, I don't want to say have the same authority, but the same authority is flowing through them. So, so that oh, is where the undermining... Okay, I, I, get, I get it. But I will say, I don't think there's a pope over all the churches. Yeah. But I do think that Jesus is over all the churches. And I get that it's like, but we can't ask him. And so practically, how are we going to flesh well, this it's out? Not even that. It's like, look, if one church disagrees with another church, at least one of those churches mm -hmm. is wrong. Right. Maybe they're both wrong. Yeah. But I also think that there's a class of wrongness that we can mm -hmm. categorize as error, mm -hmm. one that we would say is sin, yeah. one mm -hmm. that we would say is foolishness, one yeah. that we would say, if you're here, like oh, this place calls themselves a church but they deny the validity like they're what's the they only believe that like luke and the hebrew epistles are the new testament they're like okay you're Holy not you're not a church like you're not a church if you deny <laughs> no, but again, um that's that's what you I, I know but I'm here's gonna, the thing yeah. is i'm the only one saying that and i get that other people like catholics and whatever they 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 are gonna have their own disagreement yeah. but this isn't called the pope podcast it's called no. the travis lamar podcast dang it <laughs> but, but, so it's but, like but, but, but i know I'm given, but your your question always is not what should travis do right your question is what should christians do? i think you know i i think i've said this before where I think I'm right about everything. Yes, yes. I know I can be wrong about things, yes. but if there's a thing and I think I'm wrong about that thing, I just yeah. don't think that anymore. So if I'm yeah. asking what should I do, yeah. I think I'm also, I'm, I'm not saying like me as the husband of Nicole and the dad, right, like, right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is what one should do. This is what a Christian should do. But he, okay. here's the thing, because I, I, I want to be clear. This is something I was wanting to bring up a lot longer ago, but we've just kind of gone in this course. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the most significant uh, portions is, or, or passages of scripture that's just been coming to my mind a lot recently is this whole idea of seek justice, love mercy, walk in humility with your Lord. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm being told two things that seem to contradict each other. Seek justice and then love mercy. Yeah. It's like, I want to be the detective that it's like, I want to find out if this guy's cheating on his wife or not. Or I want to be the detective who goes, I want to find out if this person killed or this person, you know, abused or whatever. It's like, I, I want to seek out justice. I want mm -hmm. to make sure that justice is known. And then when I find it, what do I do? I'm going to love mercy. Mm -hmm. So I think that I, I can't say that there's a um, an imperative, but I think there's definitely this encouragement, especially in the New Testament, where it's like, I would encourage those parents and I would encourage, you know, the church, talk, 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 like as, as yeah. much as you can, like reach out to this person, let them know that the hand of reconciliation is there. Yes, if they continue in, in unrepentant sin, right. if, if they're walking away, that's one thing. But it's like, man, the mo how many times shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? If he said if the same sin seven times, Jesus, do you really expect me to forgive him? And he's like, no, I don't say seven times. I say seven times, 70 times. And it's like, you know, Christ wants me to be so it's like, well, Jesus, that's not really practical. I'm going to get taken advantage of. And, you know, if I let the guy borrow my cloak overnight and if I, you know, loan him money that I don't expect that people are going to take advantage. And it's like, 
well, maybe Jesus's uh, greatest good for me is not to live a practical life, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I think that uh, what I want to be speaking to the parents, if I ever meet them, Maud and Gary, mm -hmm. to the pastor, to the pastor of my own church is like, I want to be loving mercy as much mm -hmm. as possible. And then the last one is like, I want to be walking in humility. Right. And it's like, look, I, I think I'm right about everything, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I acknowledge there's this epistemic, like, humility of, of saying, like, yeah, duh, of course, I'm probably, it is statistically likely that I'm wrong about, let's say, 40% of the things that I that I believe. And that's discouraging. Yeah. But that's not paralyzing. Mm -hmm. It's not, and, and you can label something impractical, but it's like, look, I think that if you want to move forward as a church congregation, a lot of, unfortunately... This is like, we could talk about Marxism mm -hmm. with this because I think he makes the same uh, complaint about like mm -hmm. economics that I would make about the spiritual life here. Unfortunately, when you have an institution that tries to get anything done, there are people who get chewed up in the works. They get mm -hmm. chewed up in the gears. And it's like, man, we need to be loving mercy and trying as much as we can to keep that from happening. But unfortunately, there are going to be casualties. And it's like, uh, I, I don't think... Like, I think that there's grace. I think that, that the spirit is at work, even in those things. Um, but I, I don't think that I should prefer the alternative of navel gazing and postulating and theorizing about what the right, what the perfect ideal way to do this is, and then not ever doing anything. Well, no, but, uh, and, and I, I, I would agree with you. It's just, um, I wanted to say this, uh, I kept forgetting, but like, to me, this is just another issue of conscience. And what Paul directs us to do is to submit to one another, right? Well, wait, wait, which, what's, yes. a, what's a matter of conscience? Uh, you said this. You're, you're saying this and that a lot. What's, um, what's a matter of conscience? Uh, what I would say is that uh, if you Condemning have... the pride parade attender no, is a no, matter of conscience. Well, right? Is that what you're saying? No, in the, in, the, in the instance of Samantha, right? If you have a disagreement with the church, they think it's sinful, you mm -hmm. do not think it's sinful, then submit to what they did instead of causing an issue by not doing that. And why not? Why not? Why not just trust God is working uh, through that? Because if you're going to say it, because I'm, I'm wanna... not going to submit if I believe what they did is unbiblical. But that's the whole point is like, if you think it's unbiblical that someone went to a pride parade, now you're going to be like, hey, they're doing wrong. And you know what you're doing? You're slandering them and you're sinning. So like, that's I'm what I'm saying. Slandering. If you're saying that it's a sin, even though they're free to do it, then yes, you're slandering. I mean, Paul, Paul says that. Why should, why should my freedom be judged by another why should someone else's conscience slander mine okay. if i want to eat i think yet again like we've got maybe we just need to do this next week we've got to do a podcast where we differentiate between sin error and foolishness because i think yeah. there is a distinction and if i think that a church is in error by doing something yes. versus if i think that they're sinning in doing so right. those can Agreed. be two separate things i and i don't disagree i and i think we should do a podcast that is going to be hard but i'm not i'm i'm saying in the scenario of where you think they are sinning so you understand, you understand? so you've already claimed that you're an unreliable witness when it comes to the sin because you could be wrong right so you're going to you're going to practice humility and you're going to say look to me that's a sin to me, it's well, obvious in the in the Bible, there, but I know I can be wrong, so I'm not going to just be impulsive and just jump to that conclusion. I, if I know that a church has has, and I again, I I don't know where God is working and not working. If I know a church has gone that far and disciplined them, then maybe 
the best course of action isn't to invite them to my church, but to kind of be at one minded with that. And then maybe, like you said, have communication with the parents if, if you can. Okay. So I like what you're saying. Yeah. I just think that it needs, that knife needs to cut both ways where you say, I don't want to jump to the conclusion that that church is wrong. Right. I think it's also a hundred percent fine to say, (laughs) I don't want to jump to the conclusion that, you know, maybe yeah. there's other details. Yeah. And maybe there are extenuating circumstances I'm not aware of that would contextualize this, blah, 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 and then it would be the right decision. Yeah. But I don't want to jump to the conclusion that what they've done is holy. Right. And so maybe what I tell Samantha is, hmm, from everything that you've told me so far, yeah. I think it seems like that church might have made the wrong call on this. But, like, let me go talk to your pastor and see, like, what... Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, this isn't this isn't, like... People aren't three-minute conversations nope. that you get to, or no. even like two-hour mm-hmm. conversations that you so, get to have over the course of a podcast. Like... So the important thing, and again, this is going to be based on the way that my ecclesiology goes for what I think the scripture says the church is. So I think that local churches are autonomous. Okay. They, um, each gathering of believers that have elders appointed over are, are doing the best they can to be as faithful to the scripture that their sole authority as they can because Jesus is head over all the churches. So that, they're not... Uh, getting another church next to them to say, hey, you need to do this. The nice thing about this is we were explicitly given procedures by Jesus, who has authority over all churches, of how we do this. So the way that you exercise church discipline in the church is that first someone goes and confronts, then the elder brings along, and you bring uh, the two witnesses too. You uh, confront them again. If they don't fail to repent, you bring it to the whole congregation. If they fail to repent again, then you do church, um, uh, you, then you excommunicate them. Mm-hmm. The next church they go to is uh, is autonomous. They can't just be like, well, that church told me that they did it right. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go ahead and do it. You can't do that. Like, you have to go through the procedures you can't assume that you're given. Way. So you have yeah. to now wait for someone to say, hey, I don't think, I, this person is living this si- lifestyle. And again, if, if you're a homosexual, it's not going to take that long for that to come mm-hmm. up. And then Practice. you go to them and say, hey, this is this is against scripture are you repenting of this no you get you go through the whole steps you bring it to the whole congregation you're they're probably gonna get um excommunicated again however only if they're a member which to my thing is like if they're visiting they're probably not going to get to membership mm-hmm. of the next church so they're mm-hmm. just visiting that church they're mm-hmm. not serving at the church they're not a part of the church they're just popping in the door and yeah. it's like i can't stop people from popping in the door I can stop members from uh, being a part of the church, but I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a, we're we're offering the church's doors to be open. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to come in, we're not being like you got to have your ticket ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so sinners can come into the church unless we've like purposely asked them not to and trespass them via the law, saying like you should not come up here again. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm saying is the church has these structures as protections, but what I was saying originally too is the family is not that. So a family unit. <laughs> The father yeah. and mother just basically say, we're, we've decided to kick you out. And they have that authority to do that for their house, just mm. their house. They don't have the authority to tell other Christians to kick their children out. Because they have, they have that authority over just their children. And they can't kick other people's children out. And they can't say, I've kicked this person out, therefore the church has to back, back me up. Mm. Because there are channels to go through. And what basically what the parents would be doing is saying, can we skip the channels and go right to this with no jurisprudence and jesus has said this is how you will do it no questions you don't get to choose how else you do it but i see what you're saying about a matter of a matter of conscience because it's tricky to say is this a matter of conscience and when does this dive all the way down to 
this is just wrong. Mm. And there's no question about it. It's wrong. And I think, uh, well, Jesus does give us all of those specifics of how you will do church discipline. Number one, we should not be going around eager to do it. It's a heartbreaking thing. Mm -hmm. And Jesus talked about this. This is not what we want. We're doing this, uh, and our hope is always to bring them back. Mm. Um, what the, As we go through the steps, we're not like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get them. We're like, please repent at this step. Please repent at this step. Next step, please repent. The whole church is now looking at you. Please repent. So uh, there's always that, that grace involved. But yeah, with, with things that are overtly wrong, uh, like we want to... Uh, be reluctant, not hesitant to do church discipline, but reluctant. Like we're not, we're not wanting to be like every little thing we're going to pop out. But I, to me, it's like the examples that I've seen in my years in the church. And I have seen some uh, more than a few examples of people being disciplined by the church. They're very obvious. Mm. It's not like the hair splitting, like maybe this is a matter of conscience. Maybe not. Mm. This is like, I'm leaving my three daughters and wife to go be with someone half my age. And I don't care what anybody says. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I see with church discipline. And usually that person is, like, on their way out. Yeah. Um, but um, I do get what you're saying, like, with matter of conscience. Because we don't want to start going all the way up to the point where it's, like, these matter of consciences. It's like, I think this, and I think you should do this. Let's start church disciplining you. Like, that's that would be, uh, get to the line of inappropriate. But it's, like, if it's not clear, if you're doing something, like, drinking or something like that that shouldn't be mm. like okay let me start but i think that's why jesus gives us the guides that he gives because one person might have a conviction against it and he goes to you and confronts you you go with multiple witnesses and then someone there might be saying hey i actually don't think the bible is saying that this is wrong for them to do you go to the whole church and the whole church might say the majority of us don't see like there's three or four of us that think it's wrong the majority of us like the 400 of us mm. don't see the bible saying that this is wrong or that this is clearly a sin. I think that's one of the that's one of the reasons that Jesus gives. One is there's chances for them to repent. Two is to kind of suss out and say, is this actually a sin worthy of cutting them off fellowship in the body, or is this that they're doing something the other person has a conviction about, but is not necessarily against Scripture? It's like a failsafe. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, I don't agree, but I'm not gonna continue I, I think that you that and i know that uh, i've already addressed it and you kind of talked about it um i don't want it to seem like i'm agreeing just purely mm -hmm. off of ideology it's, mm -hmm. it's more of realism and i think the the it's it's a matter of what i think is more practical um if, and, and so i i think that if you treat everything as a matter of conscience it's more practical because honestly at the end of the day if you treat everything yeah as a matter of conscience yeah everything yeah I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, and, and the reason, and the reason why is because um, you guys are already doing it. Uh, you, you've already talked about the autonomous local church. Mm -hmm. That's what you guys are doing in practice. Even if you've got 400 people at your local church, that's the only 400 people that really matter. So you, you're already doing it. It's not, it's not. A, so that's why I'm saying it. That's the practical way of doing it because I, I, just to finish. Because I'm, I'm not trying to be long-winded, but this is an important point of why I'm saying that. It's if we're if you're right that Jesus said that by the measure you, mm -hmm. you know, go, uh, I don't want to say judging again, but. Yeah, no, I, that's the appropriate word, yeah. Then that will happen to you. And so, like, if you're Which going. Which is why I want to love mercy, you mm -hmm. know. 
Right, so that's why it treat every issue as a matter of conscience then. I, I don't think that's the same as saying we need to treat every mat- issue as a matter of conscience because it's like there are things that Paul, he looks at churches and he goes, what are you, stupid? Like that you <laughs> haven't, that you yeah. haven't already judged wisely on this? Like, this, but one, this is a matter of, like, but life one and church? death and right and wrong. Was it one church? I, that he... Sometimes it's one. Sometimes he's saying the churches at Galatia. Right. Um, but the, I think that a lot of this disconnect comes from just our ideas of local church and, and yeah, kind of... I, I think when you say practical, because I'm like, wait, Eric's making practical? But I think it's... Your idea is practical when when we're talking about your ideal end, which is this whole idea of like, you know, all the churches being united in every point of doctrine and even maybe there being a hierarchy there and, you know, this, this return to Rome, but like a, a reformation of Rome, uh, which I don't think is the ideal at all. So, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love yeah. to do a podcast about like, what's the distinction between sin, foolishness and mm-hmm. error, sure or maybe we can just like keep talking about that and then never actually do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, kind of like prison reform. Exactly. It'll be the new <laughs> prison reform. Because <laughs> for me... Prison reform is so 2021. For me, philosophically, I'm like, oh, I can get behind what you're saying about matter of conscience, but it all ends with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's the scriptures that are functioning as the government of the local church mm-hmm. that stops it immediately from being a matter of conscience because the church is trying to be faithful to the scriptures. And they're doing their yeah. best to be faithful to the scriptures. Yeah. They might not be perfect, but they're doing the best they can to say, why are we saying that this is sinful? Not because I feel like it's wrong, it's because that says it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, like what I was saying with the church discipline piece is you, the, the, hopefully what the members are doing are not saying, I don't, I don't think that's wrong because I don't think it's wrong. They're saying, I don't see it in scripture. I'm mm-hmm. flipping pages and I'm not mm-hmm. seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other people, what we're hoping that you're seeing is people going, well, here's where I see it. And then mm-hmm. you're talking like, oh, ideally, this is not a five second process. It's no. like a long church meeting that lasts maybe even a couple of uh, or, sessions where you're talking yeah. amongst each other and saying this is what i'm seeing in scripture this is what mm-hmm. i'm seeing if there's a disagreement about that before you because booting someone is not something that we should do lightly and i don't mm-hmm. think that uh churches can do it lightly i think that uh families can do it a lot quicker and that's why i was saying there's a distinction right, right, right. um because mm-hmm. you can kick your kid out even for spiritual reasons very quickly right but not from the church mm-hmm. uh so that's that's my perspective of i i it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's like oh there's all these disparate bodies but all of them have a responsibility to be as faithful to scripture as possible and insofar mm-hmm. as they're not jesus will judge them mm-hmm. and he promises to judge them and that should be scary for every church minister and leader that jesus is going to come and say hey i know your works and it's like already you're like ooh, tensing up it's like mm-hmm. well, is it bad is it good did yeah. i do a good job being faithful to what you have said we do in the church so it's that's why church discipline and all those steps all those policies are not optional this is what jesus has commanded um just like the great commission this is what jesus has commanded so a church can't meet just because they want to have chips and bagels they have to Mm. be uh making disciples of all nations agreed Mm -hmm. yeah all right love you guys (laughs)